have seen that clip of our next guest. Now, before he comes out, I just want to say that we're all heartbroken about what's going on in the city tonight. But this is how he wanted to come out. And honestly, I think we could all use a good laugh. So please welcome Joker. I, I gotta look something up real quick, just to make sure. This this movie, circumcised, the, the Joker but, movie, <laughs> takes okay. place in what year? Is, is it nineteen eighty one? It's eighty one, right? Okay, that's yes. what I thought. I want to make sure before I read this out. So, I I rewatched this movie. Uh, you stupid motherfuckers! Are we jumping right into well, Joker? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up the show with a question. Oh, okay. and then we'll get into some because I was watching. Sorry I, for I, coming out so hot. <laughs> Hey, I never get on to anybody for coming out hot. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, I watched Joker the other day for the podcast for the first time. Well, I watched half of it before. We'll get into that later. I watched it for full in full this time. And then I rewatched it this morning. Just, you know, to do some notes and stuff for the show or whatever. So I thought the premise of Joker essentially to me seems to be that this guy just happened to have a job where he was a clown that led into him. Like it wasn't his own persona he chose. So my idea is the year is 1981. You are a disgruntled sign twirler and about to be messed with for the last time. You are what? Not a clown. What are you that becomes your evil empire? I'm thinking Mm -hmm. Gorilla Man. Gorilla Man. Oh, I like that. Gorilla suits Mm. taking over Mm -hmm. the city. Yeah. Oh, my God. And would you protect any stupid motherfuckers standing too close to the enclosure? Uh, me? Yeah, I you're gonna make that. sure no children fall into the enclosure and kill. Oh, I think that's my my evil plan Harambe. is to throw children into the zoos and stuff. No, mm-hmm. rest in peace, Harambe. I still I haven't <laughs> forgotten. I know these guys have, but listen, my my arch nemesis is a uh, is a dentist. So uh, that's how uh, that's how they get me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, this I can't believe you're putting us on the spot for this because there's no. Yeah, you're welcome, Brent Hugo. Uh, the Statue of Liberty, uh, and I become Liberty Lass, but as a man, <laughs> I just get more and more pissed off having to correct people on the proper pronouns to use, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like I see the Statue of Liberty people standing out here in the, the streets around tax season here in the States oh, yeah, all the there. time, and it's like, it's just way too hot to be wearing all that makeup and shit. I know it's like April, but even still, that's uh, it's too much. too. Yeah, it's a lot of robes, mm-hmm. yeah. So just like take that shit off or whatever, right. you know. Yeah, I feel like yeah. So I'd be nude, nude liberty. That's okay. who I would be. Oh, okay, man, I like it. I don't know if I'm getting this question correct. Uh, I don't know if I'm on the same page as you guys, but I just think about like if there's someone in society who's going to snap, mm. give me someone at a parking booth, like an underground parking oh, stall. Okay. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I don't right. know how interesting that will be, but uh, what but is your was... weapon, or how are you going to take over? Then are you going to park everybody's cars? Yeah. Oh my god. It's gonna be clean, clean the parking city will be all shut across down. Gotham. What? <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a better answer for that because That's all right. I put you on the I'm spot. a dumb ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that our uh, our evil triumvirate of the uh new liberty parking attendant man and gorilla man, I feel like we're mm-hmm. we're finally gonna take on that evil Batman. And uh, mm-hmm. and finally rid the city of his of his woes. So uh, with that, yeah. I think we're doing it. I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Where today we are going to discuss the movie Jokeless. 
directed by Philip Toddle, starring Walking Cervix as the Jester. Oh, wow. <laughs> Only one? I don't know. No. Yeah, respect. I think that's all I got. Oh, wow. That's all I got for the no shut you down there. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna get into some Joker talk today, which uh, I, I oh feel, Joker, mm-hmm. I keep getting it wrong. I know, I, I know, it's okay. Um, but yeah. our our buddy Mitch here from uh, the Terror Table podcast has has graciously come onto the the show, and I would say suggested this movie. I don't know if he would uh, I did say that. Absolutely not. <laughs> Look, I know that Mitch is a huge fan of this movie. Uh, he is aware that we all live in a society. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? Since we're we're ending November, let's extend this into uh, Joke Simber. December. <laughs> Actually, if you, if you just take the, jo- the the er at the end of Joker, December. We, we already got there, December. I just, oh, mm-hmm. I yeah. think you're the real joker if you don't think that this movie absolutely fucking rips that's oh my god that's basically yeah, i'm so I'm excited from. god damn it i'm so excited to talk about this movie, <laughs> but steven he's not just the one of the co-hosts from the terror table he's also the director of the award-winning film short film you know it's it's, it's a, not a real movie. doesn't always matter yeah. but you know uh in, in this case uh we want to be accurate of uh the short film the druid's hand Woo. mitch congratulations on your recent uh uh oscar win oh yeah thank you thank you yeah 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 we've got two two awards now so suck on Mm -hmm. that haters hey (laughs) i showed a friend the other day uh we were actually in town with uh with brent for his birthday and uh you that was the night you guys had it on the saskatoon festival or whatever page yeah it was uh the saskatchewan independent film gotcha yeah Yeah. okay yeah right on and you guys that's when you guys won like technical right yeah, we won Best oh, yeah. Technical Achievement for That's Cinematography awesome. from Dylan Hershuck, who is an absolute G. Like, he's one of the main reasons, our, obviously, our film looks is, looks the way that it does. Right. So it was really exciting that we were able to snatch up an award for him because he definitely deserves it. But uh, yeah, yeah that's oh, awesome. that was exciting. And it was just crazy because uh, that was the first time that the film was really open for anyone to see. Mm-hmm. So that was mm-hmm. really nerve-wracking. I spent the entire weekend curled up in a ball of anxiety <laughs> honestly it was horrible. I, yeah i hated every second of it. i was like oh no oh no people are gonna see it now oh and, yeah yeah it ended up getting viewed 1400 times which is Dude, a lot that's for awesome. saskatchewan that's um so that was awesome and we got mostly positive feedback um so that's that's nice but when you put something out there like that and it's your first time it's it's really nerve-wracking because oh i bet you know especially <laughs> with you know people who know jesse and i we are kind of um like we're goofy guys we're not really don't take ourselves super seriously all the time and then when you watch the druid's hand it's like you know we <laughs> didn't really hold back on making something really dark so it was pretty scary <clears throat> thinking about like family members who are gonna watch it and be like oh my god this is what's in their heads <laughs> what um, is he into but, yeah but that's horror so i i i don't know i've gotten over it now it's been a week <laughs> I, but I, uh... there was there was a bit there where i was like fuck uh, I really didn't. I don't want a lot of people to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's super nerve wracking. That's got to be. Um, yeah. And I also wonder. I'm glad you brought up that too, with like family and friends, whatever, like watching something and being like, "Oh, this is like what's in the dark recesses of Mitch's brain." And it's like, no. Sometimes it's just creative, and horror is really mm-hmm. fun. Like, mm-hmm. I distinctly remember being like eight years old in my kitchen with my mom, and like looking at like an, uh, a hand crank like egg beater, and being like, "Oh my god, this would be great in a horror movie." And she looked at me with like such like 
do I need to take him to like a professional? Yeah. And I remember being like, no, it's just fun. Like that would be a really cool movie. Like there's so many gadgets in the kitchen that you could kill someone with. Mm-hmm. And I just walked away. Yeah. And I, just, I always thought like, she's just like, my son is, you know, he's going to become a serial killer. It's like, no, yeah. hopefully he just becomes a director or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even worse. He became a podcaster. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> the shame. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's rad, dude. It was really fun. I, I showed our, our friend Allison, who's a, a good friend of ours and a recent guest, and um, she really liked it as well. So it was, it was fun to watch it with a new person and everything. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, congrats on all the awards and hopes it, hope it keeps going, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Mitch, is there any word on whether or not the, uh, the supernatural creature in uh, the Druid's hand is uh, single? Uh, just you know, type, just asking for a friend. Yeah, She's not. She, okay. she is uh, taken by mm-hmm. Lord Satan himself. Oh, which is, he, you know why? Why she still he cucked kicking. me again? God damn it! Yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's uh, no. She's got a, a long term boyfriend. So back mm. off, Brent. You married wow. son of a. I know, no, 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 no. Married, I'm not talking but... about the. I'm not talking about the actress. I'm talking about oh, specifically. Yeah. You like that you one, know. hey? Oh my god! He likes the the white glowy the eyes, the crispy oh, feeling. Oh, oh yeah, oh, crispy and better. cold. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You know, I get a little bit cold at night. You know, oh, I just yeah. want I want to be the little spoon sometimes. You know. Ah uh, yes. Can you make a sequel short film with Brent where he just has like mm-hmm. a sitcom life with that woman because he's really begging for it? I feel he really yeah, wants to live this fantasy. Idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be, it's time to open up the Druid cinematic universe. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. From a fucking thirteen minute short film and. <laughs> We're gonna franchise this thing, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Origin stories. Is yeah. is the follow up going to be an action movie? All uh, the aliens and Terminator. Oh, yeah. oh. No, no. But uh, oh, hopefully, okay. the thing that I'm working on next is hopefully going to be a little bit more action, which I'm excited oh. about. Very oh, cool. porno. Hell yeah, yeah dude. Man, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. speaking of porno, do you guys see that porno being advertised in Joker? Ace in the hole. Hell yeah. Did you see is that? Is that what it was? <laughs> I paused it today to make sure what it's called. Oh, I, I yeah. missed that. I just, I love how when he's like flipping through his joke book and he's got like scrapbook nudie magazine oh, he pictures does, right? there. Yeah. I kept yeah. being like, real, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Real Brent Hibbert energy. Oh yeah. That the whole notebook. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you've ever seen Brent write down anything. It's like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a dark yeah. soul in there for sure. Well, yeah. uh, I'm certainly excited to get talking about uh, Joker pretty soon, but I also want to hear what you guys have been watching or reading or whatever. So, uh, uh, Mitch, did you want to start us off with something you've been watching? I'll do a, a quick one because uh, sure. I don't have a lot to say about it because it's just a special. But I did watch the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas ah, special. I'm so curious. Okay, Boy. Those Guardians sure get themselves into some wacky situations, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> they sure do. Wacky, wacky ragtag bunch of bunch. Mm-hmm. Of, what a what a wild crew! Yeah, it was. It's like a forty-five minute Christmas special. Uh, it was. It was fine. Okay, right <laughs> I on. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It's like, you know, I like the <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I like them. So it was. It was fun, but you know, it's very much just a a little special. It's like a right. little just episode and. The whole the premise of it is pretty funny because it's um, Drax and is it Ma- Mantis? Mm-hmm. Is her name? Mantis, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's them trying to kidnap Kevin Bacon, right, right. Because uh, Star Lord really likes Kevin Bacon and Footloose, so like that's the whole premise of the show. Mm-hmm. So that's that's Wacky funny. And, you know, Drax is always funny, and he's which is kind of awkward, like wild to say because you look at a guy like Batista and you're like, how would this guy have a comedic bone in his body? He blows but me he really away, does man. Kill- yeah, he yeah. kills that character, and mm-hmm. uh, there's some really good Mantis moments. There, yeah, it, it's fun. I definitely recommend it. It's a good, 
good way to get into the Christmas spirit. Uh, right it's also like a lot of music in it. So I think Brent, you're the musical fan as well. Mm. You love musicals. <laughs> wow, mm. that so I think it's, it's got a little bit of everything for you. Yeah, I did watch it. Um, oh, you did, and it, it was it was okay. It was yeah. okay to yeah, me. That's... Like Christmas was, it's just all over it. You know, right? Uh, it's hard for me to to get past it uh, because it's a uh, cosmic sci-fi themed uh, holiday special owned by Disney. I really thought we'd get some more like inventive, uh, like bizarre shit in it, like the Star Wars holiday special. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. Which, it, was, it was more uh, or less uh, like. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the robot that slowly dies. Right. Love film. Uh I thought it was gonna be a little bit more like that or have like little interjections of stuff in there. And I thought like uh like fucking creatined out Groot looks so fucking bizarre yeah. to me. Like yeah. I don't know. Steven, have you seen this? I haven't seen it yet, but I am a you big okay. Christmas fan, so I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Um I did see the trailer for the new Guardians three. Did you guys watch that? Yeah, I was yeah. gonna lead into that. I yeah, watched I think it, it was pretty good. Yeah, I've already forgotten it, but I think it's because <laughs> like, and it's that's not even a diss on the movie. It's just that there's so much out there these right. days, like, yeah. it, especially with Marvel stuff. And I'm not oh, by yeah. no, I, I think at this point actually, I'm I'm one of the people who's still kind of defending him. Like, I'm a guy who like mm-hmm. I didn't hate Love and Thunder the way that everyone else did. I also yeah. have no rush yeah. to watch it again. Um, mm-hmm. but like I love Shang Chi and uh there's I, I like multiverse of madness a lot, but I think it's because I'm a Sam Raimi big, stand yeah, and it's yeah. mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't matter what that guy does, I'll probably find something in it that I like. Right. Uh sure. but yeah, Guardian that's James Gunn, a really exciting time for him. We're about mm-hmm. to find out if this is gonna be this is obviously gonna be a an improvement for the DC universe, having James Gunn at the helm right. for like everything. Mm-hmm. So it also ensures us that there's gonna be no more Jared Leto, because I know Jared Leto and James Gunn hate each other. So oh, that, that's oh, very really? nice. Oh man, their Twitter beef is hilarious. Oh wow, I had it's no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. It was back when James Gunn was making pedophile jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they were jokes, like, guys. Hey, they, they people were, talk about he, things like Hey, Joker, <laughs> take a fucking joke, bitch. He was he was making fun of uh Jared Leto for for being a pedophile. Uh so that that was like before he was, you know, quote unquote canceled. Um right. but yeah, uh so I, that makes me happy. And yeah. there's nowhere to go but up from here with the dc universe right uh, peacemaker was a lot of fun but mm-hmm. at the same time we're about to find out if every single movie is going to be james gunnified now which right. you know if marvel has proven anything it's too much of a good thing is a bad thing and you know even though i do love james gunn's style and his writing and like the quick nature of all the all of his stuff like suicide squad was awesome mm. it's yeah. I, I don't want everything to be like the, that the suicide squad it was is that what it is? I, I yeah, the care. one that he directed has the word the in front oh, of it. Okay, yeah, and you gotta specify yeah. now. Mitch, how can you be confused by this? <laughs> yeah. And his sequel, A Suicide Squad, is gonna be great. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be like an Suicide Squad. It's like, yeah, that's not how grammar works. Mitch, the follow-up to the Druid's hand should be Druid's hand. Just like Oh, just drop the V. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. drop the V. Mm-hmm. Drop People, the v. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, some lots of places that like to honor us, uh, like to change our name. And mm-hmm. oh god, no, I'm not even gonna go there. Sorry, there's just, <laughs> it's, it's it's fucking unbelievable how many places mm-hmm. like you know they are honoring you by showing your film at their festival right. or at their event. Sure, but it's like, come on, guys, can we can we get the name right? Like, and it's the yeah. same, like when our our cinematographer won for best cinematography, it's like just just pretend like you know how to pronounce the guy's name. Oh, like, you said it earlier, Her- Herchuk. 
Hershuk. Hershuk? Hershuk. And reading also, it, had, reading it out is hard, but yeah, if you're going to be an announcer, you got to learn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, then, and especially, if, yeah, this is, I, sorry, I don't want to just shit all over the Saskatchewan uh, Film Awards, but it is like the guy's won multiple awards at your mm-hmm. event. Maybe it's time to learn what his name is. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, they just call him J Bones. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, man, there's something else with the Joker I was going to say. I don't remember what it was right now, but um, oh, with the Guardians, I meant with you said James Gunn, mm-hmm. like James Gunnifying things. I wonder about that too. I feel like DC has had such a weird um, trajectory going through all these movies and stuff, and I feel like they're they're course correcting now, but like uh, uh, still a little bit too late. I feel like. James Gunn has done has made his mark through three movies coming out on in Guardians yeah. and stuff with Marvel. And I know that he's kind of done some DC stuff, but I don't know, like those were great little projects. And I thought that was fine. And I, I love him. I think he'll do great. But I'm also kind of like it's a little too little too late. I don't know what it'll end up being like under his his watch. But uh, I'm, I'm more excited about DC than I've been in yeah, a decade yeah. i guess yeah you at least know that it's not going to be super drab and right. like just depressing which is you know the trajectory they were going for a while and you know even i i hesitate to even call joker a dc movie but it technically is so mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know it just uh that that's yeah we'll, we'll get into that later but right, i know right. like james gunn's pushing they just announced blue beetle so we'll oh yeah that's that's gonna, for that yeah yeah yeah, so we'll see how see how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> I hope it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. What about you, Brent? <laughs> we'll see what happens. What you got going on right now? Uh, I I just want to address something from an episode or two ago where I talked about Batman Mystery of the Batwoman. I totally forgot. I made a note here, but mm-hmm. I just did not read it. As you know, I'm not a fan of reading, so of course right. I just uh, tuned myself out. But uh, one of the notes I made about that movie is it has a post credits short film called Chase Me. That's like uh, oh. uh like an instrumental like music thing, but uh, it's like Batman chasing down Catwoman from a heist or whatever. Uh, but I thought that was kind of neat. I've not really seen anything right like on. that before. Um, as far as like, you know, other stuff to discuss, I rewatched the Lego movie and then watched for the first time the Lego movie to the second part, uh, both featuring Lego Batman, which was a character we recently discussed in a November episode. And uh, yeah, I feel like they really nailed the uh the animation for lego stuff in uh the lego batman movie uh the first one is a little bit jittery mm. um and then the the second one is uh i felt like they kind of kept that same aesthetic but they're both fun you know mm-hmm. i i like the the first lego movie more seeing it the second time and uh yeah i thought the second one was fun as well so um not a whole lot to say about right. those but if you like lego batman those are good alternatives for you you know, kind of mixed a, a little trilogy there. That movie's hilarious. Bat the Lego Batman. I love the Lego Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I still, so many jokes. I liked that one. I still haven't seen the other two, and I I just found out there was a, a second one the other week. Anyway, <laughs> like but uh, a second Lego Batman or a Lego just, movie? Just Lego. I didn't know there was a second Lego movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, and so that maybe that's what spurred you, Brent, to do that. But um, I still haven't watched the first yeah. one yet. I might I might I might pick it up. Um, cause the Batman movie, the, the Lego Batman movie was, was pretty fun. I, I keep remembering it more and it's, it's a pleasant memory, right? Like, I don't know how much I'll end up watching it again, but, uh, but I dug it. So, right yeah. on. Um, what do you got? all right. So, um, Mitch, I'm really bad at listening to anybody else's podcasts. I meant to listen to one of yours to come on the show and not to blow smoke up your ass, but because I like your show and I wanted to listen to some of the episodes, 
However, I didn't do such a thing. And I remember, <laughs> but I bring this up because I also didn't listen to another episode of your show from a while ago. I, I feel like you guys talked about um, There's Someone Inside Your House, the movie. Did you guys discuss yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, the, ne- the Netflix movie. Right. I didn't know. Yeah, I saw that one last year. I didn't know what you thought of it. I, I liked it. I brought it up on the show. And uh, I, I was curious your thoughts briefly, though, since uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what they are. <laughs> from what I rem- from what I remember, I I liked that one. Like mm-hmm. it's just you know classic Netflix slasher, right. teen slasher movie, which you know isn't always. I've kind of really grown out of the new age versions of them. It takes a lot mm-hmm. for me to be able to connect with. Like it's just because you know I'm not a. It's a, it's how a lot of people my my current age didn't connect with Scream when it came out because right. they weren't teenagers anymore sure. or even. Like in that movie, that's a tough example because there's so many other things about that movie that make it work. But um, there's, yeah, there's someone inside your house. Yeah, I mm-hmm. remember liking it. Uh, I remember right liking on. it, but uh, I can't remember a whole lot about it. And I watched it like little under a year ago. So, but I so, also, that's not, yeah, not really a gauge on the movie's quality if I can't remember it. I watched so many things. Right. There's so much like, out there. I had yeah. a feeling for some reason you guys didn't like it uh, and no reason. I just wondered or whatever, but uh, I, I dug it uh, and I dug it enough that I ended up reading the book that it was based on. So there's it's, oh, it's the same thing. I know, Brent, but this way you don't books. have to read it. That's what's beautiful about this. So there's a book. There's someone inside your house by Stephanie Perkins. Uh, it came out in 2017. So it's about four years before that movie came out. And um, it was really interesting because it's a rare example of a book to movie where it's essentially the same thing, the same characters, but enough has changed that it's like a whole different story. And they they go through the same plot points, essentially. Like, if you know the movie, you'd know the book, um, some of the same characters and stuff. But um, some, like, some uh, other people die. Like, the this, it's not even the same people die out of order. It's, like, different people, different ways. So it was really cool. Um, I liked the movie enough. I haven't watched it again. I've only seen it once. But uh, I thought it was I thought it was fun, and I liked the kids that were in it. And then uh, the book, though, I was really pleasantly surprised. And she she's funny. She has uh, she writes mostly like rom-com books, like beach reads, stuff my, my mm-hmm. wife would bring on vacation, or whatever. And then she wrote two horror ones. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yours, too. Uh, but she uh, she wrote these two like horror things. But because she has like kind of she has like the novel down for like that teen, you know, kind of like. I don't know, like the OC or Gossip Girl sort of mm-hmm. stretch. Like, it's not too much of a stretch just to throw a murderer in there, a slasher. And you got, like, the makings of a slasher movie. And so she fits that sensibility. And uh, I really dug it. It was a really quick read. Um, and I liked how it kind of changed the story a little bit from the movie. Actually, in ways that I wish they would have done differently in the movie then. Because um, yeah. there were some ideas in the movie that I thought were kind of weird. And then there's, like, a whole different killer and everything. Like, it's, like, wildly different. Uh, yeah, so I that was kind of fun. I feel like there was there was a bunch that were coming out around this time. So I get them. I think I might be getting it even mixed up a little bit with the Fear Street movies. Did you watch those? Right, it's that same kind of era. Yeah, and that same yeah. kind of look. And then there was also I don't know if it's a similar, but there's um, a classic horror story. It's like a Italian kids something, but it was it was like released oh. like the same week on Netflix. I always connected. There's someone inside your house and a classic horror story together. I haven't seen that one yeah. yet, but. Uh, um, but the Fear Street ones, for sure, because those were like Netflix, yeah, slasher, yeah, throwback yeah. kind of things, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I remember, like, from what I, I'll probably go back to There's Someone Inside Your House at some point, um, right on. you know, I, I don't immediately think of it and get angry. So <laughs> this that is must the have one that I didn't hate it. In the movie, it's like um, everybody being targeted is has, like, done something bad in their past. 
And so that's like yeah. the, the impetus or whatever. It's kind of like the, the twist on the slasher genre, I guess. There's like a reason mm-hmm. for it, you know. Um, and the book, though, is different than that. And so it was really fascinating. Uh, but I like them both. I recommend both the movie and the book. Uh, not to Brent, obviously, yeah. just the movie. But, um, mm-hmm. uh, but Have you seen cool. Hush? Yeah, I love Hush. Yeah, like, see, that's a slasher that I fucking love. Hell yeah, that's, like that's so inventive. Yeah, and I love, like, I, I know you guys, from what I remember, you guys did as well, but I, lo- I know Stephen for sure did. I really like the new Scream. Oh, um, yeah. But I am yeah. so, I cannot believe how, like, you know, I was so gung-ho about it, and I was so excited to see to see it, and then I wasn't disappointed, which is saying a lot. I know there's a lot of Scream fans that were, but, right. like, it just worked for me. I think, it you worked. know, they didn't, yeah, they didn't reinvent the wheel. Like, they just kept doing what makes Scream special, and right. I feel like it worked for the most part. But with all the news of like, you know, Sydney not returning, mm-hmm. I'm like, my, my interest is like plummeted. Oh, but really? I'm still like, I'm still going to see it, of course. It. But yeah, I had said like when, when Scream 5 or Scream came out, um, I was like, the only way I'm going to be really pissed is if they kill off Sydney. Because mm-hmm. like, you just can't kill Sydney out of the franchise is nothing without Sydney. And now we're going to, we're about to see what it's we're like see, without yeah. Sydney. I, I so wonder right. what that's like because she's I don't I don't know any other examples of horror films where the it's not the killer that keeps going it is the final girl that keeps going mm-hmm. and she's in everything but it it still felt like as they moved on through four and then five that it's like less about Sydney like she did have her her trilogy arc and then like yeah. the stab movies within the screen movies like yeah. she's done with it then right then they 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 move totally. on and I wonder I wonder if they should have maybe done that earlier. Yeah, and then yeah, because now she'd be back, you know. Yeah, and we'd all be excited. Yeah, because she but... really, she still was very like. That's what I'm also keep telling myself to, because you know I'm deranged and I get way too excited about sure. this kind of stuff. So I'm like trying to justify, like, hey, Mitch, like, like I got the little Joker voice in my head, <laughs> um, trying to explain to me that like I don't got to take this so seriously because like I like the latest Scream and Sydney's totally a background character in that movie too. Right. Like she didn't, she mm-hmm. didn't have a whole lot to do in it, so. Uh, who's to say that this isn't going to be fucking awesome? And like those directors are awesome. They right. they did a great job with it. Ready or not, super fun as well. Super and, fun, yeah. Yeah, and so then I'm, one, I'm excited for that. It's like in New York. They've they released a few pictures. Uh, Kirby's back from Scream Four. She's one of my favorite characters right. of the Hayden, series. So. Uh, yeah, we're all panty yeah. heads here. That's what they call them, right? If you're a <laughs> Hayden Pantieri fan, you're panty <laughs> She's great though. I really oh, like she's her. She's so good. And that's like yeah, I on the terror table have like you know kind of i've beaten up on scream four over the years oh right oh yeah preparing Mm -hmm. preparing for scream five watching it again i really i came around on it i actually really like scream four now i did too man steven yeah in a big way um it's like it took time for me to it it took five for me to realize what four was to the series and now i'm like oh i love it this is great there's so many good moments in it like specifically the scene between hayden pantieri and uh uh or Panitary and Rory Culkin mm-hmm. near the end. That was right, like, right, oh, right. that's the scene that really won me over. Yeah, and uh, having her back seems cool. It's like in the, it's in New York. It's like a, yeah, looks like it's a high rise type of thing, which gives me like Poltergeist if, three vibes, which is totally yeah. rad. Uh, I wonder so we'll if it's gonna be like, because uh, Jason takes Manhattan. Oh right, <laughs> entirely filmed in Vancouver. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so that's I've right. It's funny. It. I've never seen that one. I was like walking down the street, like, oh my god, where do I? Oh right, I know this from Jason mm, Takes Manhattan Jason. when he actually took mm-hmm. Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> Jason Takes Vancouver just doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah, I guess. it doesn't have the same yeah. ring. Uh, he gave it back. Yeah. Do you guys have any other uh, uh, things you wanted to mention? Little little mini topics. 
Not for me, Mitch. I got one last Go one. For it, man. Last night I went and saw a movie I have been anticipating for a very, very long time. You guys know me. You know I am my favorite film of all time is Jaws. So mm-hmm. I get excited when I, like Spielberg's one of my favorites. Oh, but I, yeah. I admittedly I haven't even seen all of Spielberg's movies, which is sacrilegious. But at the same time, it's the guy makes so much right and covers so many different mm-hmm. genres that like. There's just no way that everything is going to be made for everyone. Like, I just, I'm just not interested in seeing the BFG. Um, right, right. But <laughs> I went and saw The Fablemans, awesome. which is the new oh, okay. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's loosely based, uh, like he says loosely, but the movie gets pretty personal. It, it's based around his life and mm-hmm. his upbringing with movies and what made him want to become a filmmaker himself. So naturally, I was like, oh, this is the most perfect time for a movie like this to come out. One of my favorite directors sharing the story of what you know inspired him and right. i was really excited to go in and be like i want to be inspired and uh, lo and behold i was it is hey. a very very Excellent. good movie it's uh it it's not as schmaltzy as it looks from the trailers but it is there is still definitely no shortage of schmaltz in the, mm-hmm. the movie it's very like heartfelt and tries right. to tug on your heartstrings for the most part it works but it's a coming of age story about a boy who falls in love with movies at a young age and grows up. He grows to become obsessed with it to the point where it becomes like the focal point of the movie is this kid trying to get movies off the ground and trying to make movies around his tumultuous family life where, you know, there's great performances from Michelle Williams who plays his mm-hmm. mom and uh, Paul Dano who plays his oh, that's dad. Right. But the problem with that, oh, and Seth Rogen is in it mm-hmm. as well. He's very good in it. But I was talking about because I went with my roommate and our friend Farrell last night. We were talking about it, and I love Paul Dano, and I like the new Batman movie enough. Um, but there's something about that guy. He's oh, it, even if he's playing a completely normal character, he feels like he's a ticking time bomb. <laughs> I just like there's so many moments in that movie where I was like, mm-hmm. he's gonna fucking explode and start killing his whole family. <laughs> Because yeah. that's just what you see from Paul Dano now, like especially the movies I know him. Like right. the movie I know him most from is There Will Be Blood, and funnily, yes. funnily enough, uh, yeah. Stephen mentioned cl- Clit from uh, Right, Girl, yeah, yeah. Uh, Girl Next Door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but yeah, there's just something he he's great, and like you know, Prisoners. Um, mm-hmm. He's just he's such mm-hmm. a presence on screen. Right, and right. I think the more he's soft spoken, the more scared I am of him. <laughs> And that he's makes like total that sense. throughout this movie. So it's like there are moments where he's like lecturing his kid. And I was like, this kid's about to fucking get a smack across the head in like a brutal way. But no, yeah, the movie, it was really good. It was, it was interesting. Um, right on. I don't know if I'll like, uh, there were moments that I was like kind of dipping out of it where I was like, oh, this is getting pretty fucking heavy for, for what it is. And they spend a lot of time on some stuff that I didn't necessarily feel was as important as other stuff that was going on in the movie but at the same time it's his story and this is what he wanted to tell and it's obviously important for him i i always love when directors get to you know a certain age where they look back on their own careers and kind of comment on it through their own work and you can definitely feel that in this um yeah by the by the time the credits rolled i i really enjoyed it but awesome the kid who plays young steven spielberg or the kid who's based off young steven spielberg his name's gabriel labelle and that kid is fantastic. Like, I think oh, he's awesome. going to be, hopefully he'll be a big name someday. And it's funny, uh, once again, talking about my roommate, he just made a movie with his friend Peter Rick, who directed a film that's on Shutter. It's called Dead Shack. 
uh well peter's like our i'm friends with him as well i guess mm. now but it's so funny thinking about that movie starring this kid gabriel oh, abel man. i'm like peter Wild. you you directed someone that steven fucking spielberg has directed like that's crazy to me uh, and is he's going to be in and druid's hand no, <laughs> i don't think he's going to be he's in too big Oh, okay. I like to think that no. Spielberg watched that that movie though, your friend's movie, and was like, "I gotta yeah. cast this kid." You know? Well, yeah, he's he's great. Like the the That's kid awesome. was awesome. There, there's some really genuinely hilarious moments that are sprinkled in through some really heavy, heavy moments. Awesome. Uh, it is like it's a period piece, so I think this is gonna be a movie like my parents are gonna love. Um, right, right, right. It felt a little weird being like. I guess I'm not even, I can't even say I'm a young guy anymore. I'm in my thirties. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a couple of young guys going to see the Fablemans on like the, and there's so many other options. Like I really want to see violent nights as well. That oh, new yeah. David Harbour Christmas movie. Hell yeah. There's so many like great things to be out there seeing. And I'm like, it just seems weird that a bunch of dudes are going to see the Fablemans. The Fablemans too. Yeah. The Saturday way it night. yeah. <laughs> One ticket for Fableman, please. <laughs> I hear he tells all the stories. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, it was good. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. I'm also a huge Spielberg fan, but in the same way, like I haven't seen all of his stuff. And BFG is such a good example of that where I'm like, I want to, but I just have never tried it. I just was like, yeah. eh, maybe someday. But, It'd be better uh, if it was yeah. uh, if it if he did the BFG from Doom. Do you guys ever play Doom? The not, big not fucking a long gun? time. Oh, oh yeah. right. Spielberg's about, yeah. big fucking gun. That'd be pretty yeah, badass. <laughs> I did like there was a bunch enough. of memes that were coming out when when BFG came out and how it stands for big fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Very immature, but yeah. very funny. But this new one, yeah, uh, my brother saw it too. Um, he had also seen the uh, uh, Brent Closure Years, the recent musical West Side Story that Spielberg had redone. And uh, my brother said that's like mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful movies he's seen in years. Like it's just stunning. Yeah. And I feel like Spielberg, I mean, he's always, he's Spielberg, right? He's a genius, but there's like ebbs and flows of like what I'm interested in in his stuff. And right yeah. now, I feel like these these are the movies that are like going to be talked about for decades again. And uh, I'm super excited for the Fablemans. So, yeah, yeah, it's nice and heartwarming, heartbreaking at times. It's just a, it's a good yeah. holiday movie. Like it's a good type of movie to come out around right. this time of year where you can go with your family and and uh, you know everyone will get something out of it. Right, right, right. That's cool, man. Right on. But I'm that's everything I got. Check that out for sure. Awesome. Well, let's get into some Joker talk. It's Joker time. It's Joker time. <laughs> All right. So uh, Joker 2019 film uh, written by Todd Phillips, Scott Silver, and Diffid Pow. What the? What? What the? What? What? Have you guys looked at this? Da- no. Diffid Powis Police? Are, Are you okay? I really- do. Do you smell burnt toast? It says Welsh. I cannot pronounce Welsh things that is not uh interesting um and it's uh directed by todd phillips um todd phillips also another one going back in filmography i would never have expected him to become this kind of director like uh yeah. for better or worse if you like this movie or not like it's so much well, more well done than some of his previous work or whatever and like See, i grew up liking so much of his stuff um and that that's the thing is like this movie automatically had so much working against it because there are dumb fucking idiots out there who can't <laughs> accept that Todd Phillips is capable of doing something other than the hangover type right. comedy. But the thing is, I don't know when the last time you guys have seen it. I know that obviously it's it's a very crass comedy. The mm-hmm. hangover is a very well directed movie. And it's I feel a very, like that very, first one is, yeah. 
Yeah. And honestly, I've even, it, it could have been the COVID speaking, like, cause when, when the world shut down, I was running out of things to watch. I ended up rewatching hangover two and three, mm. which I remember mm. I was like, these are basically not watchable. Right. And then I watched them again and they're actually with some time put between them. I, I was laughing pretty hard. Interesting. But he's, he's a talented director. Right. And it, like, I, it drives me nuts that there were so many people who had just, they made up their mind about the movie months before it came out because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, this guy's going to try and do a dark, serious Joker movie. And I, I just I hate that mentality. It's, it, I don't like putting it. Let's let, let's see what he has in right. it before we start judging. And I know that the table's probably going to be divided on this episode, but we'll the movie is extremely well directed. Joker is extremely well directed. Brent, uh, any comment yeah. on that yet? <laughs> Mitch made a comment. <laughs> <laughs> is he speaking hyperbole? I don't know. Well, we'll have to we'll see. see. Uh, I will say that the, the first Hangover movie is directed so well that he directed it a second time and made yeah. it a Hangover 2. It's true. It um, is very similar. It is like, I, that was the first time uh, in a theater screening where I saw a movie and I was like, oh, this is just like the same comedy beats from the first movie. Like, that's also I couldn't believe a, it. That's also a thing in comedy, though, that has been done so many times before. And I think that that was supposed to be part of the joke is Ooh. like, how the fuck do they end up doing the same thing again? Some people could see that as lazy. Like, and, you know, I think rightfully so. There's a lot of parts in Hangover 2 where it's like, oh, it's the same bit, but not as funny as the mm -hmm. first time. Right. Um, but there is something funny about it repeating again. Um, but whether it works I, for I you or not, yeah, I understand that. But like, I I feel like it was done so much better in Twenty Two Jump Street, where they yeah get meta about it and they they directly comment on it, you know, totally. Uh, whereas this uh, Hangover Two just seemed like I, I don't it's know. I'm getting paid a lot of money to direct a a thing again, you know. I will. Yeah. I've never seen Hangover Three. I don't think Is I that have either? Yeah. I honestly, I like. I, I think that's my favorite one. <laughs> Interesting. And I know that that's automatically going to make, make people give people more ammunition for being like, of course, this guy likes Joker. He's got terrible yeah. taste of movie. Um, but no, it's not that at all. It's there, there's just there's some really funny moments in Joe and Hangover Three. But with that being said, I can't even remember half of it. So I don't know. I just the only not hating it as much as everyone right, else. Right, right, right. The only thing I remember from the trailer for Hangover Three is uh, they allegedly decapitate a giraffe. <laughs> oh, damn. Wow, yeah. that's really that's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I will say but, that uh, my my biggest issue with Hangover Two when it came out, and I'm not sure that I've seen three, is that I didn't mind them redoing a lot of the same jokes, but I I hated that it was the exact same premise that Justin Bartha mm -hmm. gets lost again. I wanted yeah. him to get pulled into the fold, like he is one of their friends. And we basically got to see a movie with these other friends, but there's four of them, not three of them. And then they yeah. they basically just do the same thing with him getting lost. And uh, mm -hmm. it's the same kind of thing with like Stranger Things, like when the first season, like Will is missing and then the second season, it's like Will again. Oh, yeah. And I was like, someone else needs to take the thing. Yeah. And I like how it plays out eventually. But uh, yeah, sometimes it can be a little lazy, but there could be a little genius in there, too. Um, I, his mm -hmm. first movie, his first two that I watched forever uh, all the time were Road Trip and Old School. Uh, so much so that when I see Todd Phillips, oh. I don't know a ton of directors' faces. Like I know some of them. Uh, if I see them online, I'll, I'll know who it is without it saying. But his every time I see him, I hear I see him at the door being like, "I'm here for the gangbang." From old school, <laughs> oh, right? And literally I every time I see him, that's what I think of. Yeah, 
Because oh, he's God, I, in road yeah, trip, he's the guy that tries to lick uh, Amy whatever's f- feet on the bus. Yeah. He, that's his can. It's a, his like Hitchcock cameo. And then in the next one, uh, in old school, he's the one uh, showing up at the door with like a mustache and like a fro, being like, "I'm here to bang oh, your yeah. wife." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how yeah, can yeah. we forget Starsky and Hutch starring yeah. Snoop Dogg? <laughs> I How did. could we forget? I, I forgot that. Yeah. I can't believe that came out right after those two, man. Yeah. That's why. I still, yeah. I actually still haven't seen it, but I've heard it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's War Dogs. I've heard War Dogs is awesome, but I, I haven't still seen have yet. yet to see it. I've seen the sequel, Peace Cats. I like that one oh, quite yeah. a bit. That Peace one was Cats more to my taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, okay. So a couple things before we fully get into this is I do want to say there's a large part of me that I get. I, I've worked on it over the years. I get worked up. You know it's going to be good when there's a preamble. <laughs> yes. Continue, Mitch. I get worked up. Um, I remember, I'm going to be completely honest and just share my, my experience with Joker the first time I saw it. I went mm. into it excited about it. Love Joaquin Phoenix. I thought that trailer You had your MAGA cool. hat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, no, <laughs> and you're I Canadian, love, which is, you know. It's... I love Joaquin Phoenix. I love the yeah. movies that this movie was clearly stating that were heavy influences on the film and how Martin Scorsese was the main influence in Taxi Driver, specifically mm. King of Comedy, which is very, I'm not sure if you guys have seen King of Comedy, mm. but it is, there is a lot of, uh, there's a lot of common ground in both these movies. Right. Like, there's a lot of people who feel like Joker is just like a not as good king of comedy which is fair but the first time when i went to it in the theater i remember and we already talked about it, i grew up a huge batman fan i love joker i love the character of joker um sitting in the theater i remember being like super lukewarm on everything mm. for the first hour of the movie Interesting. i remember being like oh this, mm. like this is fine like it's not terrible it's not the best thing ever made but when he eventually goes into joker mode <laughs> Uh, which I think starts. Uh, where where would it officially start? Like he, it's when he the character really it's like around the hour and a half mark. The mm-hmm. character starts really coming out, and it's before he kills Randall. And uh, right, right, right. The, and Gary's like trying to get out, and he scares him. You know what I'm talking about? That whole scene. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where it started winning me over a little bit, and I was like, oh man, like I kind of appreciate the balls that are on this movie. Like I I was not expecting it to go that violent and like right. that that uh that brutal and then by the time it got to the murray franklin show and like the the climax segment mm-hmm. i know i'm jumping all jumping through the whole movie we'll go back and we'll talk about everything but that moment in the theater was one of the most shocking things i have experienced in mainstream movie going like i was not i didn't see mm-hmm. that coming at all i saw this movie on opening night so i was like i had no idea that he was going to actually shoot him in the fucking head and right on tv and that was like that moment, like dr- my jaw dropped so fucking hard that all of a sudden this movie became a masterpiece. Right and on. I was like that. I walked mm-hmm. out and I was like, oh, my God, this is a- that movie was incredible. And it's because I was I could only I was only thinking about those scenes. And then when I revisited it, I liked it a little less because it, mm-hmm. it had less of an impact when you know what's coming. Right. And, you know, that's not that's not even that shouldn't be a fair criticism on a movie. It's you should judge it by the way that you initially saw it. But I, uh, I started liking it a little less and then those parts happen. I'm like, Oh, those are still great. So my rating goes down a little bit more. This was like, I think the third or fourth time I've seen the movie and it went down again. Oh, Uh, interesting. I still still really like it and I will defend it, but there are a lot of, 
a lot of things to not like about it. And Ooh. I understand why some people wouldn't be super into it because it is pretty heavy handed um and a lot of the themes right. that tackles i'm talking way too much let's go around the table i want to hear your guys' <laughs> thoughts and then we'll by the we'll way spin back around i love it when mitch he, we talk about our show and then and you'll be like i'm a host again now and i do not like this move, yeah. move along, move along. Yeah. You, you know the you know the routine well i want to say uh the people you've mentioned a few of them uh joaquin phoenix uh plays arthur fleck the joker robert de niro is murray franklin the uh like tv guy uh the jay leno as as I like to think of him, I guess. Uh, is it Zazie Beats? Zazie Beats? Do you know how to say her name again? Zazie. Zazie? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's amazing. She's, yeah, gorgeous yeah. And, and good. Uh, Francis Conroy is Penny Fleck, his his mom. Um, there's a few other people that show up, but um, that's the main cast. Shea Wiggum. There. I really like Shea Wiggum Shea from Wiggum. Uh, Agent Carter. Oh, the two agents were both great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're like, both awesome. Yeah. Or the two, uh, the two cops. Is that what you're talking about? Is that one of the cops? Yeah. 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 I like both those guys, like character actors. Um, but yeah, so uh i i had like i said i had started this movie a while ago i didn't watch it in theaters um i we start we were gonna do the joker maybe with you mitch i'm not sure like a year ago and i started watching it and i uh i think it was 21 in 2021 right in like june and i i was like Uh halfway through it it's a very depressing movie i I found Mm -hmm. and i go through stages of depression and like so it's like harder to watch it sometimes i was able to watch it the other day just fine but um it still kind of brought me down even but uh when that happened it's when we had our house fire and i was like i cannot mm-hmm. watch this fucking depressing movie right now like yeah, i have so no. much to deal with so i'm glad we got to revisit it now uh so i i'd watched half of it i think i made it up through the like uh and there's huge spoilers for all this section we'll, we'll put the and then the show notes as well but uh i think i'd watched it basically through him what killing the guys in the subway mm-hmm. and then not much after that and so it's just gets kind of dark and then i stopped it but uh i i meant to watch i knew it was gonna be a hard watch for me so i i meant to watch like 30 minutes at a time leading up to this show i ended up just watching mm-hmm. it all in one go uh the other day so it, it ended up catching my attention enough for that and uh oh, i like say, the way a movie's supposed to be watched right like well i suppose but i like to watch it on my time i was clearly watching yeah. it on not mm-hmm. even my phone someone else's phone with binoculars oh good mm-hmm. yeah oh, that's good yeah uh, he was on a the bicycle way i intended it. exactly he was on a bicycle <laughs> yeah. i was on a train i only got a snippet but man it was good a um, little snippet a little snippet uh but yeah and then i rewatched it kind of fast forwarding today just to to write some notes and stuff but um i i will say first off mitch i thought you were going to come out real hard for this movie today i expected this 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 good discussion I'm still about going that. to good excellent i'm, I'm still going <laughs> to because it's it's this is a good movie and so that's the thing I'm surprised about is I the first time I watched it, that first half, I was like, this is not for me. I'm going to get through yeah. it, but whatever. I was pleasantly surprised this go around. I didn't love it, but I liked it way more than I expected. And then today when I was fast forwarding it, I kept seeing scenes like, oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty creepy. And I think yeah. you're right. I think it's a well-directed movie. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm super intrigued to uh, to discuss with you. And then uh, Brent, hello. You want to start us off with your history of this movie and uh, what, your, what your thoughts are? That's that's the one I'm really excited about. <laughs> so uh, I didn't go see this movie in theaters, but this movie uh, was spoiled for me ahead of time. But I was like, I, I think I did it to myself. Mm. Uh, I think there's an episode of like Fat Man Beyond Kevin yeah. Smith's uh, right. Batman podcast that that I listened to it and I was I, I was fine. Like uh, a lot of the DC movies. I'm just generally not that invested. So I'm just like, eh, I don't care. I'll, I'll watch this eventually. But I, I just want to hear people talk about it now, you know. So I knew the big beats of, uh, well, I guess the, the biggest beat, which was uh, him killing mm-hmm. Robert De Niro. 
on the on live TV. Um, so by the time I watched it, which would have been like, I don't know, like a few months later, like after it hit HBO, right. I, um, I was like, yeah, this seems about like what I thought it was going to be, you know, <laughs> like the, the color palettes and all that stuff, uh, everything that I kind of expected from the trailer and just hearing people talk about it. So I was just like, well, I watched this movie, you know, uh, I think I talked about it or talked about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, back in early 21, uh, before you had watched it, Stephen, And so I, I was really like trying to hype myself up to rewatch it this week. And I was like, I've got all week to do this. So naturally I wait till last <laughs> night, uh, to watch the movie. And I thought it's late. I'm just going to watch like maybe 30 minutes, an hour of go. this and then go to bed or whatever. Uh, but Stephen, like you, I turned it on. I watched the whole goddamn thing. I was entertained the whole time. Yes. I actually liked it better the second time. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So this was very surprising to me. The entirety of Novembat uh, has uh, been a, a revelation to me. Mm. But also like, I don't know, it just, uh, Mitch, I know you like this movie and I don't yeah. want to like purposely shit on anything. You know, I don't want to yuck someone's yum to their face mm-hmm. but uh i will savage druid's hand uh, once you're gone and yes. I don't even know yeah. i want that i want that demon lady's phone number so bad but uh but um yeah like the the movie is very entertaining i i have like uh, i don't know my my surprisingly i have complex thoughts about this movie mm-hmm. uh, i i found myself like as i was watching it i was like oh this is supposed to be like this i was trying to tie in real world stuff right and loaded up with baggage as I was watching the movie. And really, the movie is just trying to be the movie. Yeah, yep. it, it wasn't aware of like any other political strife that was going on in, in the U.S. or elsewhere. It was it's really just I don't know. I, I felt unfair loading that mm. stuff on Todd Phillips plate for this movie. But it's still hard to to separate those things in, in my mind. Um, but like overall, it's it's entertaining. Uh, I don't necessarily like hanging out with any of the characters and mm. i i don't really fuck yes i don't know i'm, I'm just <laughs> that's how it should be though like that and I, yeah, that's a yeah, criticism yeah. it takes is like why why are we following uh an mm-hmm. unlikable guy this durant it's like it's a fucking joker movie you're not right, supposed right, right. to yeah. like him like right yeah sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there i i think what a part of my issue with uh with this movie is actually really with the like Joker fandom as odd as that is to say there's I don't know like I like the character of Deadpool but mainly like the character from the comics and I I do like that first Ryan Reynolds movie but I don't like uh the fans who go to Hot Topic and buy Deadpool shirts if that makes sense no totally like this movie falls so much victim to that as well yeah yeah, and I I don't want to be gatekeepy. That's not my intention. It's just there's a a separation for those things in my brain, yeah. I guess. And and this this feels like the people who love this movie are like people I'm like I don't I don't know about you as a human. You know like <laughs> why do you love it? Yeah. Is it a manual for you? I think that depending on <laughs> yeah. the way that they yeah. like it though. The way that they love it right. cuz like, you know, there there are people out there who legitimately think that travis bickle is a relatable character in track taxi driver that's a mm-hmm. them problem not the movie's problem it's not it's not right. it's not martin scorsese's fault and paul schrader's fault that the audience was too dumb to pick up on that he's a bad guy and that you're not supposed right. to actually like him and the same thing could be said about patrick bateman uh right. and american psycho and like that's why this has become it's become so easy to hate on joker 
And I think that's why like mm-hmm. people like making jokes about me being such a joker, Stan, and I, I will keep running with it because, <laughs> you know, someone's got to defend its honor. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. But no, it's like there, there are all those memes of like, you know, the we live in a society thing or it's <laughs> sad boy joker. And it's like all these, <laughs> all these guys out there on their fucking iPads, like it's literally, literally me. <laughs> and it's like those are the people that ruin they ruin it for all of us but yeah. those are the people who are not understanding what the movie's going for and right. i don't think that that's todd phillips's fault right. or joaquin phoenix's fault that the audience there there was a certain lack of critical thinking among a large portion of people who watch this movie i i feel and i th- feel like because it was so easy it's so easy to write it off as like an incel movie because you mm-hmm. know it's mm-hmm. also it's based around i don't feel like it's a dc movie i don't feel like it's a batman movie i don't even feel like it's a joker movie and that's why right. i like it like mm-hmm. i like that arthur mm-hmm. fleck is a completely different character this movie stands for like everything that i normally hate in movies which is you know when you try and do like an origin story on the antagonist like right. you know famously rob zombies halloween it's like, well, what made Michael as crazy as he is? Well, his mom was a prostitute, or, or sorry, his mom was a, a stripper, a sex worker. Um, his stepdad was abusive. It's like, no, I don't give a fuck about right. that stuff. I just want to see right. Michael be stabby. And with, <laughs> yeah. and with Joker, though, there's so much more. There's so much more room to to explore with the character because he has so much humanity behind him as a character. And he is deranged. And I think this is like the one example where it kind of works to to explore what made this guy the way that he is. Or like, you know, just mm-hmm. using it as a canvas to explore mm-hmm. how society, you know, there's a joke every time you say society mm-hmm. when talking about the Joker and people. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. It's there's something to be said about how they used one of the most widely recognized antagonists in pop culture to explore this metaphor or not Mm -hmm. even metaphor explore how society creates these monsters and how these people exist because of the collective we you know and that's something i think they do really well in the in the film and then there's other times where it felt like it needed to be heavy-handed because the audience might not pick up on right like the the nuance that he was trying to put down and that's why that's where you have your moments like the the famous line, like the worst part about having a mental illness is everyone expects you to pretend like you don't. Mm-hmm. It's like that is mm-hmm. such a that's such a masked head on some dumbass incels fucking banner <laughs> on his Facebook. Yeah. Account. And it's like it's not the movie's fault that it attracts dumb people. <laughs> and the, 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 the movie is set up to fail from the get go, I think, with that in a lot of ways. That's an excellent point, Mitch. This movie feels like the favorite movie of a dumb person. Yeah. And, you know, me as a, a, a certified dumb person, I, I almost take offense to it <laughs> if I understood what that meant. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's so weird. Um, there's a, a part of the, the movie, especially toward the end, where like just before he kills Murray, where he says something like, that's the society line, right? But he mentions that he's mentally ill and he feels abandoned or whatever. And part as I was watching that scene in the movie last night, I was like, I don't... I, it kind of bothered me that, like, oh, this is what the movie... I, I, I guess it was like the, the movie was positing that a mentally ill person would do something like this. But uh, then I was like, no, wait, it's like the Joker is saying that. Mm-hmm. How much credit am i going to put in whatever the joker says you know yeah like 
and not even because he's like mentally ill it's just because he's like he's not a deranged right. lunatic you know he's a villain he's an unreliable narrator yeah you don't even yeah, yeah, yeah. it acts like he's dating so as he beats the whole time and it's like he's not like that, you don't really that, know what to believe you know that was the most unrealistic thing <laughs> i've ever seen in my life that, I was like, there's no fucking way dude but that's and i remember okay so that was actually the that was the turning point for me in the theater was when she walks in and he's in her apartment and there's mm. that really creepy scene right because like i i remember even like i fell for it i mm-hmm, fell for mm-hmm. it when i was in the theater i was like am i supposed to fucking believe that she's that's how interested. I, I don't and believe it yeah but i'm seeing it so i'll go with it yeah and then i turned out to be the dummy when the movie got me because it was like yeah. then it showed that that right. was all in his, and i was like oh man that's actually so much smarter than and i'm sure there's a lot of people who saw that coming from a mile away and congrats to all of you but like that was a really exciting moment for me i was like oh like this it's surprising me and it continued to surprise mm-hmm. me from then on out there on out like like I said, that moment where he fucking... Did you guys ever watch the first season of True Detective? Oh, yeah. It's been a while, but yeah. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. yeah, so that guy who plays Randall, I believe. So he's the one that he, like, stabs in the mm. eye and br- brutally beats. Oh, yeah. Um, his name's Glenn Flesher. He plays the bad guy in True Detective oh, season right on. one. And I remember that show was so brilliant when it was mm-hmm. coming out, and I was watching it week by week. Oh, and, that first season is. Um, shout out Alexander Daddario's boobs. Yeah, that, <laughs> the whole world, the whole world stopped right, right, right. at that moment. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Brent should watch uh, but, it for that reason. You're just recommending to Brent is all you're doing. That's fine. There's a Jeff. There's mm-hmm. a Jeff. Um, but anyways, <laughs> the, like, the moment that they start revealing who the actual killer is in True Detective, it's like you start seeing this guy. It's like he's scary when they're not even doing much to him they just put mm-hmm. like a mustard stained tank top on him. and yeah it's it's no no um what's the word i'm looking for no exception here like mm-hmm. he's he's creepy yeah. Yeah, as yeah, yeah. well in this and, and he's an intimidating presence and like seeing arthur just fucking snap and then kill him and i i found so much humor in that scene because it was so over the top it was so unexpected mm. When he lets guys, the other guy out, and he's like, I can't reach the change? lock. It, it cut out for a second a little bit ago, but it sounds good now. Is it good now? Yeah. Okay. Just no, wait. it still sounds bad, but that's just how you sound. Oh, okay, thank you. Wow. <laughs> just making sure it's coming out of my mic and not the computer mic. <laughs> not your butt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, th- I think that's it. I just, I love that moment where he's right like, on. Arthur, what have you fucking, like, what have you done? What have you done? And then he's like telling him that he's been nice to him and he'll let him go and he starts walking past him and yeah goes, <laughs> i was like oh that was so funny and then it he cuts says to skedaddle that. when he opens the door yeah, he's skedaddle. like skedaddle i was like man this is <laughs> this is deranged to me yeah and I, love that. I forgot that scene yeah. i forgot that scene in my head i thought that he killed him as he was letting him out the door or whatever nope. i thought he like closed the door yeah, on him, him, him leave. but yeah just let's leave because it's, it's not his then. beef right like um yeah, yeah. i wanted to say he kisses him on the forehead yeah. i wanted to say yeah. something yeah. to you mitch uh or back to you because you had said um this isn't like a dc movie it's not like a joker movie to you i feel like i also have that kind of aversion to the origin stories in general like i i always bring yeah. up mm-hmm. wolverine origins the comic that i read and oh. i was like i don't need this like i just didn't need a backstory for him and i feel mm-hmm. like i would i would rate this movie like say right now without really meaning if i gave this movie like a five out of ten stars I would rate this like seven out of 10 stars if it just wasn't a Joker movie. If he just was a deranged individual who we don't know and he did everything else was the same, I think it would have been better for me, but it almost detracted from it because it was supposed to be 
this thing. And I'm like, I don't know that I want this to be his backstory, but I yeah. like it as a movie for a guy who is forgotten by society and who does start this yeah. movement on accident, that, you know? And that's, mm-hmm. that's an absolutely fair criticism too. But like, the thing is you got to think about how the movie was made because it was, they had the marketability of oh, right. using Joker yeah. name and everything sure. like that. But of course I agree that the movie would be better. And I think people would, would, res- would have responded to it in a, right. in a much different way if it wasn't connected to the DC, like the DC universe. Right. And even Scorsese has come out and talked about it. Cause like Todd Phillips made it no, no secret that those movies were the biggest influence on, he wanted to make a, a Joker origin story. If it was made, looks like it was made by Scorsese. And I think he succeeded okay. in that because he sure. did, you know, remake a lot of scenes from King of comedy, which I know some people consider to be hacky, but I think that those people don't realize that art in general is recycled. And, you know, right. people are always, you know, everything that I learned that we ended up putting on screen for the Druid's Hand, I learned from watching Sam Raimi's movies. Doesn't mean I ripped off Evil Dead. No, it's that's how inspiration works. Totally. And I think it would be different if he came out and was like, pretended to skirt around that it, because it's so Scorsese. Right. If he right. would have pret- pretended <laughs> like, you know, oh, I didn't even, didn't even realize I was doing I that. I never even heard that. Then guy. I would have an issue with it. Yeah. But, Martin, uh, you say? Martin never heard of him. No, yeah, no. Martin, Martin, Martin who? <laughs> I've never seen uh I've never seen Taxi Driver. I've never seen King of Comedy. And this movie also made me think of a movie I haven't just seen in a long time, but Falling Down um from oh, like the yeah. 90s. Oh, yeah. Right. Another, and I, I remember yeah. liking that movie. And that movie like also is like a guy who snaps and goes deranged, and but you kind of root for him and you shouldn't. And I really I'm so curious to watch all three of those now. Uh, I'm not a huge Scorsese fan, so I, I just haven't watched a lot of his filmography. But now that I liked this movie and I, I don't know those influences, I'd be really intrigued to watch them after the yeah. fact. Yeah. Kind of no, knowing, knowing you and the kind of stuff that you're into, King of Comedy should be the one that you check out awesome. first. I think you'll really dig it. and you But you will feel like you're watching the same movie. Like, <laughs> It'll be so weird. Yeah. But... Um, yeah. What if Steven uh, reports back on the next episode said, I watched the Kings of Comedy and I got to say, Steve Harvey, funnier than I thought. Uh, really impressive. Cedric the Entertainer, also funny. Oh my God. Bernie Mac, rest in power, King. I did see whenever what? I was looking at this Joker movie, there is a, a Joker movie available on uh, Tubi from 2014. And it was like from Kazakhstan. And I was like, oh, this is a much different movie than what I just watched. But yeah, I was I was hoping someone would come on here and be like, I watched Joker from 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Get mixed up. No, yeah, that's that's the other thing too, is I feel like um this movie it it does so much more than just tackle the whole mental illness thing. Like I really think, you know, it it gets written off as just like, oh yeah, it's obviously about. You know, people who have anxiety and depression and how we should be careful with how we treat them and everything. It's like, yeah, that's all there. But there's so many things about, you know, the class system uh, mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. America was historically built on and how like it's going to be. It would be impossible for someone like Arthur Fleck to achieve any sort of success comparable to like there's just so many roadblocks mm-hmm. in, in humanity um, that just haven't changed. And, you know, the the. Basically, that I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> I thought it was great. My brain just broke. I was, I was trying to find my note, but I couldn't find it. Well, uh, but yeah, I, kind of off of that, I, I yeah, go ahead. I was going to say that um, Brent had brought up, I guess, you know, putting a lot of baggage onto this movie because of like modern day society, and there obviously are a lot of incel sort of 
parallels to this and like that you know there's things that are cyclical and like things can be bad again and they were bad in 1981 in new york and they're bad again or whatever and i felt when this movie came out i put a lot of that baggage on there too it seemed like i heard a lot about like people were worried like any kind of movie like this that it's gonna like inspire people to to do crimes and it didn't and it they never do right like movies don't create violence well this was yeah this that was already done before the movie even came out like that's why i also think it's really interesting with like you know the whole aurora shooting Mm -hmm. and how that fucking dumbass mm. went and dressed up as the joker right, and it's right, like right. that's why i think joker is such a ripe like character for them to to tackle this on mm-hmm. because then it automatically becomes a cliche when any idiot wants to put on joker makeup and go terrorize the community yeah. they are now a walking cliche and by having this movie yeah. exist I, I feel like it kind of helps that i in, hope in it helps way. yeah i hope they're not like i'm even more misunderstood because it's a yeah. double people really <laughs> don't understand happy that. face <laughs> I also will say when I saw the movie the first time was like at one of the lowest points of my life. Oh yeah. I was so fucking depressing movie. It's hard to watch. Yeah. But that's, that's kind of what, you know, I grab, I historically gravitate towards really mean spirited, depressing movies. And I know that's not for everyone. I'm also not like that all the time. Like I was just talking about, I watched fucking guardians of the galaxy holiday special as well. You know, I watched Beavis and Butthead do the universe. But I mm-hmm. do like, I really like, you know, heavy, heavy movies that tackle this kind of, this type, this type of subject matter. And I think right. that Joker surprised me at how, how well he did it. And I think obviously a, hard, a lot of that thanks goes to Joaquin Phoenix as well. Like mm. the dude is just Let's an talk phenomenal about him, yeah. actor. Yeah. He's incredible. Like I know my mom Till this day, she won't. She can't watch movies with Joaquin Phoenix in them because we went and saw Gladiator together in the theater, <laughs> and he's like, I don't know when the last time you guys saw Gladiator Not was. A while. Holy shit! Like that perform. That was the first time I had ever seen Joaquin Phoenix. I was a child, right? And he's so creepy and so scary. And I remember even when I think the next time I'd seen him after that was in Signs, and he's like mm-hmm. the really lovable. Oh, he's so good. Brother, like, yeah, he's great. And man, the guy just has so much range. And uh, if there if there's one guy who could pull this off without it seeming super corny, it's, it's him. And I thought he did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I could see that he was like burning the calories on, on acting. I just like, sincerely, I worry about anyone who plays a modern version of the Joker, especially yeah. after what happened to Heath Ledger. It seems like right. actors really like they get uh, into triple it. down on like, getting into the mind yeah. of this character talks about like, that. Yeah, yeah like either you're like doing a bunch of research uh into like disturbing behavior or you're mailing your co-stars unfurled condoms right. uh, jared leto uh <laughs> they're playing morbius what a, what most a disturbing man. all we should give him <laughs> we should like, award him with more work yeah. let's give him more roles oh boy um <laughs> So is he going to be in Andruid's hand? No. <laughs> no? Okay. Okay. There, I was trying to figure out this cast. It is definitely, uh, like, in my head, um, Nicholson, like, rewatching the Batman 89, especially, like, his performance is so good, but Heath Ledger, yeah. like, that era, that 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 Nolan verse is kind of my Batman. I haven't seen them in a while. I've tried recently, and I, I there's too much other Batman stuff going on with this, but... Um, his performance and obviously him dying before it like released and stuff like that was so uh, you know just heartbreaking and everything but his performance is still like amazing to me i feel like almost 
it was so recent that we had that level of Joker that I didn't need this one. But at the same time, I do respect what Joaquin brought to it and how it was different. Yeah. And he it's is an amazing like actor. It's nothing like him. Yeah. They're also different. And besides Leto's, I like them all. I think Leto, Jared Leto's Joker looks I, I want to I want to punch things. It's like I it's so great. <laughs> it's a to hot me. topic. The oh my person. god. Yes. It's yes it's personified. It's so bad. And like his I, I don't want to it all. Finding a used condom on the side of a rainy road. <laughs> like that's the uh-huh. feeling. And I think he right. would take that as a compliment. Right. And it's not meant yeah. to be. Yeah. It's not meant like, to be. Yeah, and like then, I, I remember I, my, my brain was just I was like, this can't be real. Like when the when right. the pictures came yeah. out of him with the ha 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 oh my god damage yeah. tattoo on his head, I'm like, oh my god, this is a whole other. It world. looked like a bad Photoshop, right? And then oh, yeah. someone told me, no, that's actually him, that's him yeah. and what he will look like. I was like, oh You're god, like, dear god. And then so we were talking, uh, Britt and I, with with Allison on a, a text thread, uh, our our recent guest and friend um, about. She liked she was like, I, I kind of want to be done with like Joker or whatever, like it's been done so many times. And then it's like, well, at the end of the mm-hmm. Batman, they teased another Joker concurrent yeah. with mm-hmm. all these other Jokers. And I'm I kept watching this one trying to make it in canon with the Batman, like either take out 1981 and any references to that. And maybe you could spice them together in some way or that is like an origin story to that Bruce or whatever. And I was like, I don't know that I need another one. I do like the Joker as a as a character, but I feel like after after Nicholson, Heath Ledger, and Joaquin Phoenix's performances, I'm like, what more could you possibly do? It's wrapped. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you can't go any better than that. I feel like with the Batman, they were trying to elevate some of the other uh, villains, and I think they did a pretty good job of making them really creepy with the Riddler. But uh, I don't know what I need next from either that series or this one. If you know, with the the sequel they've announced for this one, Folly Ado or whatever. Um, yeah. how that's going to go yeah, I'll, I'll see you know? I'm, I'm curious about that because that's one thing I love about like I, on one hand I say I never want to see Batman in this universe like mm. I would have been happy with them leaving Joker as one um, of course I'm going to be there day one when this new one with Lady Gaga comes out and I, I, hopefully it's great you know right. I know they're doing mm. it like more of a musical is what they say but who knows how much it's actually going to follow that yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like I'm, I'm certainly not interested in that either but I wasn't super overly interested in this before it came mm. out and the, it, it surprised me, but, uh, but yeah, I don't, the, the only thing is I just, one hand, I don't want to see Batman in this universe. On the other hand, I do because it would show just how fucking goofy the character is mm-hmm. <laughs> like just having someone dressed up as a bat in this universe seems way more because it's, it is by far the most grounded one that we've seen. Right you know so mm-hmm. it's like real I kind of think mental it, illness not just like yeah. oh the joker's he's crazy it's like no he is really suffering and yeah. this is the well, result like, yeah bruce is so young in this movie though mm-hmm. like by the time he would become batman he like arthur fleck uh the joker in this universe would be like in his 60s or whatever mm-hmm. you know like it would take some time to to get there would, yeah. and then it'd yeah. just be like a, a rich white man beating up a frail old white man <laughs> With mental you know? illness which, like, which i'm into, I'm into illness, yeah. as well yeah. Yeah. yeah we got elder abuse and i would like yeah. to see this kind of grounded reality of mental illness and then a giant batman shows up in their world and like then being like mm. what like yeah, that would be yeah, so see, weird to you in that world, yeah. you know? That would be interesting. But I don't I don't think I need him either, like you're saying. I don't think I need Batman in here really. I was kind of upset they even had Bruce 
in there, oh. especially that they, I don't know what I feel. What do you Maybe guys feel about how they led into once again, seeing the Waynes die? Bro, that was my next point. Is what like, do you think I about had, that? I had one request going into this movie for the love of fucking God, please don't make me watch Martha and <laughs> Thomas Wayne get shot down in an alley. Again. Yeah. And they do. Yeah. But luckily it, it took place over the course of like 15 seconds whereas right. the last time we saw it was in a 10 minute slow motion scene of <laughs> that Zack snyder directed snyder cut of uh <laughs> her fucking pearls right. falling in slow motion in the alley and like the bullets going you know two feet per minute like right, right, right. yeah so, yeah like that's oh god i'm so over seeing it's the same it's just thing like, overdone right you like... want to see uncle ben die again like right. <laughs> in spider-man like how many times we don't need this yeah, I kind of liked like it. That's the thing I had a uh, when I watched it, I was like, I didn't want this. I don't need it. I mm-hmm. kind of like if you're going to do it, like how it happened. It's not him yeah. killing them. It's a riot that he's kind of started. And then this other guy kills them. It kind yeah, of works he uses that way. his mantra. Like you right. get what you fucking deserve right. or whatever. But like, I don't need that's... it. I don't need that origin story either. Just like I don't really yeah. need it for him. So I, I, yeah, I wondered because I know I think Brent and I have talked about that before, like just like it's just overdone like i just don't need to fucking see it anymore mm-hmm. we get it batman's batman we yeah. get it you know mm-hmm. um yeah well that was one of my concerns about the movie the first time i watched this and i i kind of forgot about it this time as well which is the whole arthur fleck of it all i was like you know what i don't i don't need to know where this agent of chaos came from you know yeah. i just i just kind of want to see him show up and wreak havoc and then other people have to deal with it or right. whatever but so it's so a watch it uh, as I'm watching the movie the first time, I'm like, so they went with Arthur Fleck. That's kind of like a, just a random name or whatever. It's like, eh, whatever, I'll just stomach it. So as I'm watching the movie and they reveal that, oh, that's not, he was just like an abandoned baby mm. that this lady who had the last name of Fleck uh, adopted him yeah. and then like, I guess, gave him a first name or whatever. But um, so the the overall reveal that that's not his origin. We don't actually know where he came from, mm. who his parents are, any of that stuff. We don't know what his actual name would have been. Um, I I thought that was interesting, and and that didn't bother me as much as I thought. You know, it left left a little bit of mystery to the mm-hmm. whole thing. So by the time he adopts the name Joker, um, that's that's more of his true identity mm. at that exact moment in time. You know? Yeah. She's yeah. been underneath the whole time, sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's the real makeup I, that he took <laughs> off his to put on. I yeah, it's like uh, I guess in like Batman eighty nine, like people know who he is. You know, like in my head, I liked Heath Ledger's because he really does just show up in town and nobody knows mm-hmm. anything about him. Like so much so that he like makes his own clothes and they have no reference to anything of where he came from. And in this one, mm-hmm. I'm like. There's literally like we've seen his therapist, like his state sponsored therapist. They have files on him. They know like medicines he's been on. Like they know his history, what he said before. They've seen his journal and stuff like that. Like I kind mm-hmm. of don't like the implications of them knowing so much about him. Um, almost that, so much so that. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a that's like a big point of it too, though, is that like that has has historically happened in in our society where people will they they go I, sorry yeah, every time <laughs> every time it's funny but like, you there, can't get away from it you know <laughs> there there is um they like you know when people go see therapists and psychologists and everything there's a lot of stuff that's out on the table that people know about people and knowingly mm. let them up back out into right. the world yeah, yeah, that's and a good go, point hey, take one of these a day and yeah, you should be good. And they and fall then, through the know, cracks. A couple yeah. weeks later, they fucking blow up a building or shoot up a mosque or like, you know, do something horrible themselves. Like, and mm-hmm. that's that's 
part of like i feel like that's what the whole movie is mainly more so trying to say rather than you know commenting fully on the incel culture behind what comes along with the character of joker and you know what we've seen over the last couple of years politically mm-hmm. is it's just the way that the the system is completely fucked and it's it's every time you talk about the movie like <laughs> fuck the system we live in a society you're like all of it right. just all of it just sounds cringy because there have been so many good memes about it and hats off to the joker memes because there are some amazing joker memes but yeah i don't know i i find that stuff i find it interesting how they just let this guy become who he is mm-hmm. and it almost taunted him to do it and mm-hmm. you know that you see right. that with him watching the murray franklin show and he's laughing at him and it's like this is a guy who he idolizes mm-hmm. <clears throat> what do we th- what do we think about the uncontrollable laughter mm, good point it, it's the scene on the bus is fucking amazing like With a little can kid? you imagine can you imagine oh. just being that little kid and some guy is just oh my like god hysterically laughing at you and they hand you a card like <laughs> yeah yeah it's creepy i, I need, think it's a, it's a good backstory cards. but it's uh i don't i i get really annoyed um like with uh, repetitive sounds, like if a movie has like a phone ringing and the entire purpose yeah. is that someone's like trying to unlock the door and they're running in and the phone rings for like eight times. I'm like, I will stop and be like, I fucking get it. Answer yeah. the phone. Like it grades on me. <laughs> so hearing him do it over and over again, I was like, as a character thing, it's cool. It As an entertaining movie thing, I'm very annoyed. Uh, so yeah. as I go way back and forth on it. Like it was a good idea, but I didn't need it. I don't think the other Jokers need that either, but... I think cool. it, it works best in the stand-up scene, like where he's just in the oh, audience yeah. kind of observing the stand-up comedy and how he's laughing at all the stuff that no one else is like. Like he's not laughing at whatever I wrote that note. funny. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. It was really but interesting. Like you said, it it's a very grating sound. Like that Joker yeah. laugh in this one. And it's, a it's lot. like two decibels away from being horrible. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I think like that's obviously the point, but I don't know. What do you think? I I thought it was an interesting take on it, but also it feels a little bit uh, like the movie studios. Like, why would somebody laugh in this movie? It can't be because they're genuinely funny or know how to tell a joke. It's it's got to be something dark and twisted, you know, Mm -hmm. like, is that a real thing? What if the Joker was Batman? What if he's (laughs) incapable of laughing himself? Um, I did think it was funny when he was in that that. or watching the comedians and taking notes and everything. Uh, it seemed like somebody like an alien who had come to earth to figure out what humor is or whatever, like with all the notes on his notepad, he has two notes on there. Uh, one of them says make observations about audience. And then like a couple notes or a couple lines down, it says always make funny observations. He's got two notes about observations, mm-hmm. but which I thought was a clever observation on my part um, <laughs> to no laughter, but uh, I love just sexy jokes. Always funny. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was great. Yeah. I do like that. Like that scene, Mitch, I, that was one of my, I, one of my few notes was that scene where he's, he's laughing at every part that no, that's not a joke. Yeah. And then whenever people laugh, he doesn't get it. And he starts to look around mm-hmm. like, ah, like, okay. Yeah. That to me, that was like one of the best scenes of mental illness in there. Like, that he just doesn't get what is like he he's on a different level he's on a different plane than the rest of us he just doesn't understand what humor is like he doesn't know how to interact with people and i thought it was so subtle but really interesting um Mm -hmm. and i looked it up i was trying to see if this was a real thing and apparently it is pathological laughter and crying um pseudo bulber Mm -hmm. effect 
is what it's called. So uh, it's a real I wonder if that's what the bare naked ladies were talking about when they said that they're the kind of guys that laugh at a funeral. <laughs> Could have been. Yeah, they were the, <laughs> that, the proto-Jokers. They should have ended the Joker with that song. <laughs> uh-huh. Did you guys ever... Yeah. I feel like I've got... Yeah, that would have been funny. Um, I feel like I've gotten a hold of it better with age, but I was that guy who was like super serious situations. I mm. couldn't help but burst out laughing. Ooh, so maybe, interesting. Maybe I'm in Joker mode. Oh, maybe oh Joker's literally me. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is my hero. But that yeah. it got me and like, oh my god, this is like, <clears throat> I'd be arguing with my ex girlfriend and like we'd be in like a very heated art, like like a bad like we might break up type thing, and I just mm-hmm. burst out laughing. <laughs> like I can only imagine that's the most frustrating thing. But oh, I, I like I was like. I literally can't help it. Like in very serious situations, I some mm-hmm. I just laugh sometimes. I don't know why. Like uncomfortable? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of how Arthur does it, right? Like he he laughs. I don't, when he's super no, I don't go. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be like that's a really you know, good one, man. If you're getting scolded or something, and you just kind of smirk, right? That's that's what I mean by like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I do like that your girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend would be like texting your friends. This fucking asshole just keeps laughing at me. We're about to break up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm a real treat. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, Well, you live in a society, Mitch. It's not your fault. Yeah, it's not your fault. Um, I think my my overall problem with uh, the the movie itself is that it portrays like a fully charmless and unfunny person trying to be funny. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, that's my thing, you know, yeah. Fuck you. step off. <laughs> don't, don't, don't you say that about my best friend. He was stepping on your toes. <laughs> we, oh, my God. We haven't talked about what's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. And this is one I noticed more on this rewatch where I just burst out laughing because of the complete lunacy of it is when he's in the hospital with all those sick kids and he's dancing around. Oh, and my God. Falls out. <laughs> I was like, man, yeah. that's brilliant. Like, and it's he so points uncomfortable. At it and he does like a little yeah. like, let's keep it to ourselves. And I'm yeah. like, there's a bunch yeah. of adults around right now that are like, oh, no, like everyone. <laughs> but yeah. it also it makes you think because obviously, yeah, the movie's based in 1981. But goddamn, what a miserable life it'd be to be a fucking clown these days. Oh, jeez, <laughs> with oh, all man, the Joker yeah. stuff and it, and you know, Terrifier. Right. And right, also, right. it's like you know, you know, kids just don't don't respond to clowns. Like, I, I, <laughs> even if I, when I was a kid, I'd be <clears> pissed. If my parents brought in a fucking clown for my birthday, I'd be like, what's oh, yeah. this idiot doing here? <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. Why is this sad adult human yeah. uh, in my house right now trying to make balloon animals? I asked for a wiener dog. He gave me a, a boring sword. Yeah, I asked so, for a wiener dog, but then he tied my hands behind my back with the zip tie. Uh-oh. It's Jared Leto again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> back at it. <laughs> You got to let go of Leto. Hey. Um, so if... Like, I remember hearing about them going to make this movie, and Warner Brothers had just put out the the first, I guess maybe the first It movie, and the, the second one was on its way. Yeah. So it felt like there was, like, an energy of, well, this first scary clown movie worked really well for us. We got a Clover second love. one on deck. Do we have any other clowns in our deck? Do, do we own any other clown <laughs> IP we can churn yeah. out? That's the funniest part, too. I'm not sure. Like, I can only imagine that. Absolutely, Brent would not be a fan, but I'm not sure if you guys watch Terrifier or Terrifier 2. Only because I have interest. Yeah. I, I, 
I listened to your episode on that, Mitch, and okay. it sounds interesting to yeah. me. I, I've not seen it. Oh, honestly, you don't need to like. I like the first one, but the the sequel, the second one is miles, miles ahead of it. Like it's mm, just way okay. more accessible. And when you watch it, you'll be like, "This is more accessible because <laughs> it's like the most bizarre, fucking, over the top, gory movie I've seen in a very long time." I saw um, one clip but, that was extremely gory and I was like, holy shit, I need to watch this movie. Yeah, so, yeah. it's like, yeah, well. like the first one got famous off of one really brutal kill that everyone talks about. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, is there something crazier than that? And the second one's like the second one is literally two hours of that. Wow. Like, it's it's wow. insane. Okay. But um, Damien Leone, the writer, director, creator of Terrifier, he famously couldn't get the movie made. Like he was trying so hard to get Terrifier off the ground, but every studio was like, Clowns aren't scary. People don't like clowns. And clowns then are fucking scary. Out. And then now it's like, yeah, Terrifier 2 is made over $10 million on oh, a $250,000 budget. Good for it's them. insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, people people just respond to clowns in general. I think, yeah, yeah. like growing up, I had killer clowns from outer space, but I liked the it. Best. Like, right, they're creepy, but fun. And it's like, I yeah. never thought clowns were fun. Like, we're actually like, I'd want to be in a hospital and see a clown. That wouldn't cheer me up. Yeah, I'd be fucking, pissed. Right. I'd be pissed at best. I'd be scared. I'd die on impact. Right. And then, uh, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not into that, but uh, I do like the creepy clowns so much. Uh, like, and my dad and I connect over that. We'll see each other like clown memes and stuff just to scare each other or whatever and i like this this clown resurgence we got going on is pretty nice uh and yeah. joker can fit into that too have you guys seen clown like the movie clown mm -hmm. i put no. that at the top of the list for you guys should watch that one that'd when's be a it, fun episode too when's it it's from? the direct the director wait is that yeah he's the guy who made spider-man homecoming i think it was his first like feature I oh could, 2014 I be, but... wow yeah oh it's, i remember uh, this yeah. cover yeah yeah, John Watts. So he did Spider-Man. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And he did uh, No Way Home as well. Yeah, but okay, so Clown is essentially the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, but oh. he puts on a clown suit and he can't Hell get it off. yeah. And it starts morphing <laughs> into, his, oh, my yeah. God. There's one. And it stars Tim Allen still? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, man, uh, Clown I had no idea that was john watts movie though that's rad yep. um i like oh, his yeah i like his, I mean, awesome. his spider-man stuff is great but um yeah clown yeah. cop car i like cop car yeah, yeah. was was rad yeah, yeah cop car is great yeah yeah but clown clown's super underrated and there's one no idea. i'm just gonna spoil it for you because it's it's a gif <gasps> at this point too okay but like you know he becomes he starts becoming so much of the clown that he's becoming less and less human mm -hmm. so he eventually starts to try and kill himself but he just can't mm. and it, there's like the funniest suicide scene i've ever seen and that's why i always <laughs> you don't I hear always, that a lot for me <laughs> yeah. Yeah. top 10 funniest suicide scenes it's, yeah Here seriously but he he's like in a bathtub and he he puts a gun in his mouth and shoots and like cotton candy like confetti oh, colored blood that's the wall and i'm like oh my god this is that's creative i gotta watch so that good. shit wow. man i gotta look that up for yeah. sure yeah that's, yeah, that's on one of my list. favorite gifs right on man um uh, all right i don't have any wait are you saying are you saying gif instead of gif yeah that's I sorry I don't slide. GIF? are you going yeah. back to the original pronunciation okay so we're, we call it gif right or gif i i call it a gif i hear I'm gonna follow you guys. Here in the states, we call it a gif. A gif. Because it's, it's a gif. There is no right yeah. or wrong, except you're saying it wrong. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't like Joker, you're a dummy. That's right. That's... Yeah. I love Joker. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's the episode title. 
I love Joker. Or if you don't like Joker, you're a dummy. Which that'll really that'll bring the audience in. Um, um, I don't have many other notes. Did you guys have any? Except for uh, Braun. I saw the Braun logo, which uh, is your your previous workplace. Is that right, Mitch? Yeah, I worked this, there for. That's where I got my start out here in Vancouver. Is this why? I was curious about that. No, but it was actually a big. It was like when I when I did get the job, I'm like fucking right so i get to work for the company yeah. that put out joker hell yeah i wondered i wondered makes, for real. everyone made fun of me for liking joker <laughs> and it's like now look at me bitches <laughs> but no yeah Dude, that's amazing yeah they uh yeah they did that they did a bunch of really cool stuff uh it's a, it's a really awesome studio that they have there yeah i didn't realize they were part of this one um i'd seen their logo pop up in various things over the years but um yeah when it popped up here oh, yeah, like, oh, more so. rad. yeah yeah they're I'm pretty sure they were more so involved on like just the financial side of things, like gotcha. they, which you know they didn't like you know, f- uh, what's it called like shape the script in any way or or any of that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, that regardless, they put out some great movies, and this is one of them. Yeah, right on. Uh, the last note that I have, I don't even know where I could put it because now it just feels out of place. But I did write it down <laughs> for I'm assuming a reason is um, mm-hmm. a quote from The Killing Joke, which is like one of the most mm-hmm. famous mm-hmm. Joker comics um from written by alan moore super super level-headed guy um (laughs) very humble it's like i don't know to me this even actually this i don't know if this does sum up this movie but it's a it's a really good quote from the joker where he says all it takes is one bad day to reduce the sanest man alive to lunacy that's how the world is from from where i am just one bad day and Mm -hmm. i think that there's Mm -hmm. so many like interesting things that you can dissect with the character of the joker right and i think that that's uh i, I actually don't think i know what i was going for when <laughs> well i mean like he he does mention having a really bad mm-hmm. day yeah. when he's sitting on zazzy beats his couch yeah. and she like walks in on him or whatever so that kind of echoes back to that statement yeah he's just like yeah, he was he was masturbating furiously <laughs> yeah. fast and furiously i think the the one thing that this movie <clears throat> doesn't benefit from though in this regard is that he was he was mentally ill from the beginning. Like he's very, he was sick from the beginning. It wasn't right. just, uh, he didn't snap one day. It, like, obviously you, you watch him snap and you watch him right. deteriorate. Uh, but he, he's definitely not a healthy human being at the beginning of Joker even, but yeah, he started that way here and, then, there. and then snapped. It's not like I, and falling down from my memory of it, that is supposed to be like, he's just like a business dude going about his day and it just keeps going yeah. wrong and wrong. And then like he snaps. Uh, and this yeah. one seems to be, yeah, like he's had issues. Clearly he's trying to get help even like he's yeah. going to the state. No, for he help definitely stuff, is. But, uh, falling down is an interesting out. one too, though, because like, you know, that came out in the nineties where I remember a lot. That was another one of those movies that a lot of people were like, Hey, you kind of sympathize with him. But it's mm-hmm. like, if you watch that movie as an adult and you're sympathizing with him for a second, right. You, you are the problem. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think wonder. that that's, that's what's interesting about it. But it's like, yeah, he does snap, but then he becomes like, he reveals himself to be a horrible racist bigot mm-hmm. and just there a horrible go. human being. And uh, that's why, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I kind of hate how much how much heat Joker got for doing the same thing that so many of these other movies have done. Even I know a movie Brent hated that I have a big soft spot for is Unhinged, which is basically just <laughs> it's it's falling it's, down, but with Russell Crowe. Right. I, I didn't yeah, I didn't hate it. It's it a just, trashy movie. Like it's but it is. That's it's what it's I very like. trashy. It's yeah. Either you like that or you don't. There. Yeah. 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 Have you seen mm-hmm. Unhinged, Stephen? I've only seen the very beginning of it uh oh, so good yeah and i i was like this could be good and then brent was like it was terrible and i was like 
Yeah, maybe maybe is uh, or it's like bizarre. trashy. I think is, yeah. is also kind of Brent's stance on that as well. Uh, just yeah. you either like it or you don't. I feel like in that movie, Russell Crowe's uh, zipper on his pants is about to be unhinged <laughs> at any moment because <laughs> the boy, the boy. Oh, eating, and hey, going back know? to Gladiator, they're the they're yep. two sides of the coin yeah. then, right? Of the Joker coin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Of the two face coin. I was about yeah. to say, OK, there so let me host this motherfucker for a right. second here. <laughs> OK. Um, are so from what I've gathered listening, because I did listen to all of your, your guys' episodes around this series specifically, uh-huh. is mm-hmm. like, uh, it seems like maybe Steven is a bit bigger of a Batman fan in mm-hmm. general. Um, like, Could you suss that out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would in say terms, so. In terms, like, you know, we are, we're going to get, we're going to keep getting movies like this, whether we like it or not. We're going to keep getting movies that are centered around the antagonist. Like, mm. I, for the love of God, please don't make me sit through a Lex Luthor movie. Like, I do not want that. Oh, I'm sure but we're getting that. Is there a character? James Gunn's Lex Luthor. Yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I, would, I will watch. I will watch all of them. Don't get me wrong here. Yeah. But mm-hmm. is there another character? Because I'm pretty sure they're making a fucking spinoff show with Colin Farrell's uh, called Cobblepot or something. Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Is there a character that's a villain that you guys would, would want to see? A full-length mm. movie set around. Interesting. Uh, Morbius. I oh, fuck, that <laughs> uh, can't imagine that would possibly work. You know what I would have liked I, more uh, of? Yeah. Uh, this is the first one that popped in my head. Is Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman? Yeah, I would. Well, I would she, watch she, way she, more right. of that. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. She can. She can get it. Even though we already got sure. her yeah. origin there, uh, just to yeah. see more of her in that world, I would have really liked to have seen her own spin on it, especially with the Catwoman movie we got. Uh, I would yeah. much rather Michelle Pfeiffer's yeah. Catwoman. So, uh, I'll try and make this easier for your response to Brent, just to show how wide we can open up the spectrum. Is mm-hmm. like I would like to see, since we didn't really get it with uh, Love and Thunder, which is the movie I was fine with. But I'm not sure if you guys are familiar mm-hmm. with the God Butcher and like the Jason mm-hmm. Aaron Gore. Uh, mm-hmm. run, and like I, I find that mm-hmm. character so interesting. There's so many things that could. I, I want to see a more out of this world. I don't. I'm kind of getting over the grounded takes mm. on things it'd yeah. be cool to see a space opera set around the god mm. butcher yeah it would be I, I read all of jason aaron's thor run yeah. like every it's great every time it changed from, from was it uh thor god of thunder to the mighty thor yeah. to i guess back to thor uh thor 2 back in the habit <laughs> uh, that was great he, <laughs> he became a nun it was great <laughs> How Thor got his groove back. Yeah, exactly. That one was good, too. I would 110% watch a movie where Thor had to go become a nun to escape oh, something. Yeah. Oh, my God, I would watch it. I would yeah, watch he had to go undercover. Oh, my God. Nunder, yeah. Undercover, brother. That, that's a, I, can't, I can't take credit for that. That's a Jason Manzoukas joke. Oh, How man. did this get made? But even still. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, like my, my first inclination was like, norman osborne or something like that but i'm just like a, a big spider-man fan yeah. um i don't know it, it's hard to pick one that's not like an anti-hero mm-hmm. which i think is why venom is so popular honestly i'm surprised they haven't tried to put out another Catwoman Catwoman mm. movie especially after zoe kravitz did such a great job yeah. in the batman uh i want to see more of that character like i, I just want to see a heist with her you know mm. yeah uh, you know, maybe fix her her hat. More ass shots, though. Oh, well, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, that was a joke. Uh, just reference. No, it wasn't. It, it was. It was the realest thing that's ever been said on this podcast in 280 episodes. You know. No, she's great in that movie, though. Oh yeah. 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 
They've had a lot of good people. Okay. Could have used some more ass shots, but you know, whatever. Uh, it's not, not, no. Oh, more pens and ass shots. Hell yeah, man! What a handsome boy. He is That's a like, handsome motherfucker. I like how the other. Do you think he he put black makeup around his brown eye as well? <laughs> you don't know if it's going to be seen. Man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why are you like this? <laughs> remember, remember what we used for a sink word today. Yes. Enjoy that audience. Uh, Enjoy your breakfast. All as right. Well. Any other notes from you guys uh, then? Yeah, Brent, what you got? I, I do have one, which is uh Robert De Niro's uh, character, Murray Franklin. His sign-off is, and remember, that's life. That fucking sucks. <laughs> that could have used yeah. to rewrite so so yeah. hard. I, I you know that. that was that is a, a terrible sign-off. That's life. That's uh, what that doesn't have anything to do with like entertainment at all, no. you know? It's weird. his song, but yeah. I I feel like he just chose he just stole it from the song, and I'm like nobody's, you know, you can come up with your own thing. I think most of them do, right? Most like late night guys or or gals. Yeah, what does James mm-hmm. Corden say? Fuck uh, the underclass. <laughs> yeah, I, <don't> know. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bring up that uh, I was shocked to find out that this movie made over one billion dollars. Uh, yeah. wow. It was made on a budget of fifty-five to seventy million, and it made one point zero seven four billion dollars. I I had no That's clue crazy. it was that level. Uh, I I assumed mm-hmm. like hundreds of millions of dollars, sure, but like I was like, oh my god, this is like Spider-Man money. Like that's crazy to me. Do I need to say it? Go ahead. Maybe. We live in a society. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> All right, uh, Mitch, you want to you wanna plug anything you got going on? Any of the podcasts or anything else? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the podcast is The Terror Table. We'll be seeing these two uh, hooligans in the new year, I'm sure. Oh, back yeah. on the show. Um, when things calm down, obviously we're in December now. Wow, that year happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can come listen to us talk about horror movies over there. Also, if you do want to follow the Druid's Hand, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The film will be available in the early new year for everyone to see. We'll just put it up on YouTube yes. so Sweet. people can see it. And then hopefully I can uh, yeah, follow my, my personal account if you're interested, Mitch.Oliver underscore. What? There's no other names that I could take. <laughs> <laughs> that's my That's handle. it? Yeah, that's my handle. Like it just ends on an underscore? Yeah, because there's too many Mitch Olivers mm-hmm. out there. But Man, I was like edging for you to finish that that name and just, <laughs> just hit me with an underscore and i just i know it's pretty anticlimactic right. but if you do want to follow me uh i do mainly post about just you know my filmmaking journey right, right now and obviously now that we've had we're coming to the end of our festival run with the druid's hand i am gearing up to hopefully keep creating and keep making stuff and awesome. i got stuff i'm stuff i'm working on and uh hopefully by this time next year i will have something done cool something else done that's that's the goal but yeah so that's all that's all i got thank you guys for having me on it's always a blast absolutely man we would love to be a a guest again on your show it's always uh fun over there with you Mm -hmm. guys so we'll make that work yeah do you think they should put out a a sequel to teeth called tooth and then we can discuss that one (laughs) the teeth teeth (laughs) teeth and teeth Yeah. No, uh, you guys. You guys start thinking about what you want to talk about. We'll we'll make it happen. We'll have Just, to do something. Obviously, fun. Uh, Christmas season is crazy. Brent has to fit in two Christmas movies a day. That's right. I can't oh, obviously, you know. Yeah. Ah, just so many. Each streaming service has their own <laughs> special. 
holiday movies. That's, you love it. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, you can rate review us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is appreciated. Tell your friends so they can find us as well. And uh, you can contact us. All the info is in the show notes as usual. Mitch, buddy, always blast to have you on here. I'm so glad you came on for this episode. I'm so glad you suggested it to us. Uh, you <laughs> mm-hmm. you championed this movie Thank for years. Thank you so much. That's great. You, it was, you said, I'm not coming on again until I get to do Joker. And we said, fine, Mitch. Mm-hmm. We'll finally do it. So uh, we did it for you, mm-hmm. buddy. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. There was a moment where I was going to be like, I can't come on for this because I thought it was for sure it was just going to be me saying that I liked it and then you guys beating up on me. I really but. thought I was not going to like <laughs> no, it, no. especially since last year yeah. when I didn't really like the, the what I'd seen of it. But I think you're right. I feel like once you see the whole arc of the movie, it kind of clicks a little bit. And I'm well, like, I but, I don't know that I was super entertained by it or that I would watch it a lot or again even, yeah. but uh, mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, There's a little sure. joker in all of us. Thanks a little joker in all of us. Well, with that, I think we're done. Until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And I'm Mitch. And let's talk later. That's life. (laughs) That's life. That's That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm going to change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June, I said that's life. Record. Oh, there Boom. it goes. We got it. So tell me about that cum tea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Will you consider cum a drink? Is it a drink or is it a protein? Like, that's like, is it a, like, is it? You can't tell us anything off air before a recording. Mm. <laughs> I just know it's been a heavy debate. I was ex- I was prepared to do it, but Steven beat me to the punch. So, I, look, I was out of the game for a little while this year, but Steven took that time to level up comedically so much that I'm just like, I don't even have a place on the show anymore. But, uh, yeah, but, it, well, you know, so, anyway, come, drink it. What food would it be a part of? Is it a beverage or is it a food? Like, is it a... You know what I'm what, saying? What food group is cum? Yeah. I guess it's like, like, what food group is ice, you know? Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What so even it's, is it? It's a yeah. drink. Then it's, it's definitely a drink. Like, like would you it, it consider a smoothie food or is it mm, a drink? I get your, I get what you're saying now. Mm-hmm. I would say a smoothie is a snack, a breakfast and a snack at best. I don't know. Mm, That's what I I'm drinking. a smoothie boy, so. That oh, you kinda, are? Yeah. Did I you do it in the morning? Smoothies. Oh, morning, noon, and night, my man. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> are we talking about masturbating? What are we talking about? I tuned out briefly. I was yeah, thinking I about... Yeah, smoothie. Com- you don't call it a smoothie? Okay. I'm a chunky, is my whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't drink... I'm not hydrated enough, so it comes right. out. It's just like uh, elderly tadpoles oh, leaking meant, out of my body. I meant the feeling of it is smoothie. Are we still talking about uh, cum? I mean, we're. Yeah. I'm lost. I'm lost already. For tadpoles. That's just to make your smoothie with more protein. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We won't yeah. cancel you, Mitch. Don't worry. You're gonna not, put nobody. this. You're gonna put this at the back end of the show, right? In the outtakes. Yeah. Yeah. This is like anywhere we're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch, Wait, you, this is the show open? Mitch, you listen to some of our episodes, right? Do you do you stick around for all the updates? Oh well, I appreciate yeah. it. Oh, do, yeah. you, do you stick around then? Okay. What about the Green Day episode? Do you like that one? No, I didn't listen to that one. <laughs> there, 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 admittedly, there's of course been a few that I haven't listened all the way through. Sure, but for the sure, most right, part, right, right. for the most part, I do. It just depends uh, if you guys are talking about a dumb subject or not. Right, right, right. You guys <laughs> have been, a lot. 
Almost always. You guys have been doing really well lately. I, oh, I like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've we been, got one. Well, I've been excited about uh, like I don't know. Obviously, we'll get into it, but like Batman mm-hmm. is a huge, huge, huge part of my upbringing, and oh, it explains yeah. a lot about like my darker sensibilities and like my dark sense of humor and everything like that. Um, but I just couldn't believe that you guys killed Kevin Conroy. And we did it, mm-hmm. man, and we didn't even mean to. We're so sorry. <laughs> that was so sad. Because yeah, it was all so Canadians weird. think we killed him. Canadians, Canadians, I like yeah. how me and Jesse are all Canadians. I also love <laughs> you it. I sent that to you guys, you guys and you're like, mm-hmm. you're the second Canadian who said this. I'm like, it has to be Jesse. <laughs> Inside of two days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you we, guys feel the same way. Jesse yeah. doesn't think a lot, but when he does, we think the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and Jesse, you guys think that we killed Kevin Conroy, which I can't deny, I suppose. No. Um, Did I ever tell you guys I, I met him? though no like he is that's you know this is gonna be such a mitch like i'm so hyperbolic all the time especially when talking about things i really love and batman is something i really really love right um so Hmm. i'm I'm gonna be like kevin conroy is my batman but really i'm like i love robert pattinson i also love michael keaton right i like Hmm. i like the christian bale movies a lot um but kevin clooney yeah yeah george clooney val kilmer Hmm. um but what, what was i just saying kevin conroy you met him kevin you met conroy him? kevin conroy mm-hmm. that man like that's the voice you hear like it's i'm not right. breaking any new walls here by saying uh that that's the voice you think of when what that's the voice i hear when i think of batman it's right. always him it's yes. not christian bale's voice it's not uh even michael keaton who's probably my favorite mm. live action who's yeah it's tough i like i like them all i like them I, all they're all different lot. reasons right yeah, but Kevin Even Conroy like, was yeah. like one of the nicest fucking guys I've ever met. He came. Did to you our... meet him like a con or? Yeah, yeah. It, he came for the first year that Saskatoon had a con. My friend oh, Mike sweet. Fisher puts it on every year. The Saskatoon Comic and Entertainment. I'm Expo. sorry, Mike who? Mike Fisher. Oh, oh, oh. oh my God, Steven. You know this guy? Cousin. You guys also look alike. Uh-oh. Oh my God. We yeah. have a doppelganger situation. Oh man, I would <laughs> doppelgang him too. Yeah, you got yeah. to be right up in No, there. but my, yeah, Mike's the best. He he, that, he bring he would bring in all these like really amazing guests, and Kevin Conroy was one of the ones he got for the first year because when That's you're awesome. starting out a convention, you can't just bring you don't bring Carrie Fisher the first year that you fucking put on. I'm a sorry, con. Carrie who? Oh my God, <laughs> my sister. Oh my God! <laughs> he did eventually bring Carrie Fisher, which who was by far what? the best person I met through all of that. Oh um, my goodness! Like through that convention, she was just an absolute gem. But Kevin Conroy, such a sweetheart, had some really right cool on. stories about you know recording on the Warner Brothers lot, and you know like mm-hmm. it, you just hear that voice and you know Batman. That man, right. he's yeah. Batman. He's but, Batman. Man, fuck yeah. Yeah, that was sad. It was, it was so weird. Like, we didn't plan it. It just kind of happened that week, even, that we were planning our episode already. And then it's like, well, I guess this is well, well Yeah, we didn't, we didn't plan his death. We honestly, the episode, yeah. no, November was supposed to be September. So, exactly. honestly, we, we extended his life by two months. <laughs> yeah, both of I mean, them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. No, but anything, uh, through uh, this whole series that you guys have been doing, um, obviously... I think you reached out to me even after you had already started doing it. Like you had done the episode yeah. on uh, Batman 89 with Dave Roberts and Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I started going back and rewatching a bunch. Like over the past week, I've watched a ton of the animated series again. I love that series. Yeah. And mm-hmm. rewatched both Tim Burton ones. I got about 20 minutes into Forever. Um, <laughs> I still like, I, I don't hate mm-hmm. that movie by any means, but I, I just kind of ran it's out of time. It's an experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I loved it as a kid. Right. And, you know, right. shout out Seal. 
that Kiss from a Rose song. Oh my song. god, that ending song. I heard that in my car Ooh. this week, oh, and I was just like, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I love that song, but like, man, that movie is just, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Steven is the one who stunt watched it. Right. Not I know, me. not this time. And I watch trash as like a pastime, you know? <laughs> Did you guys do Batman and Robin already? I just, I watched them on my own. We, we didn't discuss them, so I watched Forever and then Batman and Robin and then kind of just discussed them, but Brent, Brent couldn't do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I don't blame him. Batman and Robin is really bad. Like they do go downhill. Forever is is still in my memory a good movie. Like I liked the people in it, Jim Carrey and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Batman and Just Robin exhausting. really. Like besides, Forever is ex- exhausting to watch. Is, All the Dutch angles. Oh it's my like god! There's so much going. Is, everything <laughs> sideways in that movie, and like yeah, Jim Carrey's performance is so over the top, and like it's I, wild. Like it's yeah. I went as him uh, for Halloween the year before. I went as Fred Durst from. Biscuit, oh, so. Well, so you got a trend going here. Is this a mm-hmm. good trend? This is a bunch trend? of jokers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, yeah, Batman and Robin was the first movie I ever saw it that I like clued in on that movies could be bad. Oh, right. Like, I was in the theater <laughs> right, yeah. with my dad and my dad was like asleep. And I remember he woke up and was like, fuck, it's still, it's still happening. And we yeah. walked out of the theater. I was like seven or eight years old. And my dad was like, what'd you think? I was like, that was bad. <laughs> yeah yeah and i didn't that was bad I've, man i loved everything like <laughs> tim burton's batman was maybe the first movie that really got me hooked on movies that like mm-hmm. put it in my head like what a movie was was tim burton's mm-hmm. batman so it was like the earliest vhs we had in our house i just like watched it on repeat oh, loved it. Yeah. going back to it this week like i watch it every couple of years but every time i go back to those movies i'm blown away by how the fuck i watched those as a kid as a kid and liked them because like yeah specifically it's, returns is deranged it's so dark it's very dark <laughs> it is, it's yeah. sexual it was way more sexual mm-hmm. than i remembered as a kid batman returns has gotten better for me on re- like yeah. i like i've always said that i like the original the most i mm. do think returns has lapped it now for me like as, a, I as an adult way, yeah. it's just mm. it's such a slick it's so fun but it's so gross and so wild and yeah like you said devito that, man he oh my god kills it my roommate and I were watching and he was doing like his classic lines. Like, let me show her the flipper trick. I'm like, Oh my God. There's the pussy I've been looking for. It's like, what? Yeah. It was like, all this shit went so far over our heads as a kid. And like, Catwoman being on the bed, like posed on all fours, like trying to Mm -hmm. flirt, like just being flirt. God, it's so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But it's so good as an adult, right? Like, yeah, Devito Brent Hibbard's that girl super hard. Like, he goes. All up right, and- I don't, I don't need this to be El Taz Cannon. I'm not, I'm not that kind of creep, you hey, know. You want a pin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He no, does good that, times. that pin part. I remember because he he basically grabs her entire breasts and he's like, I I'm just gonna put this on. I don't have any. I don't have a lot of digits. I only got three no. fingers. You know, but like, then he, yeah. like, he holds on to he holds it for a while. For a like, oh long my time. god, this is so it's so gross. Plus, and, like, he doesn't snap it together so he's just stabbing no, her in the tit basically her, yeah. like that yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but it's so yeah, like it's creepy man the, the overall like the character design of devito and that is unreal right like, it's so, yeah. still so creepy and like there, there's just so many funny moments with like he's so intimidating but also hilarious to watch because he's mm-hmm. just like you know i love like there's little like clever lines like you make me feel like i'm five feet tall <laughs> 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 so good so good it's pretty the production yeah. design 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Do what? I was just saying the production design and Tim Burton's like the Batman Returns is fucking mm-hmm. insane. I feel like it's you're right so though. Gorgeous. Like Batman, I figure I thought was like my favorite. Like '89, I thought was you know the the best. And then it's like you realize watching it as an adult, at least I feel like when I rewatched it, Returns, he it's like Burton like dialed everything in. Yeah, it's like he it's needed that Burton time, unleashed. right? Oh my god, yeah. it's so well done, and yeah. it's like and- the one I'm gonna return to more. I feel. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's that right there in the title. Really yeah. Holy <laughs> and it's he's playing two-dimensional chess. <laughs> and it's an amazing Christmas movie, which I know right. we're all big fans of Christmas movies at this podcast. Um, I have to go. Yeah. I, I have to go. I have an important, <laughs> but important yeah, like, meeting. like eighty-nine. It's still like I still love it, but right. it's pretty clunk. It's pretty clunky in a couple parts, and mm-hmm. like it's just, I don't know. You just feel like it hasn't aged as well as the others, and of course it hasn't. It was like you know the first of its kind. Right. And in, uh, in like the whole, you know, the, just the way that Tim Burton revolutionized how to make a superhero movie like cause mm-hmm. before that or wait, no, Captain America came even a year after that. Wild. Oh, that like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like, the, yeah, the bad yeah. One. Even like the yeah. Superman. I know like uh, Donner. Superman, oh, I love that. Movie. Right. Like that started off yeah. kind of everything, I guess. Yeah. But like it was like another like 10 years before Batman. And I feel like Batman is when it really like I mean, we were young. It was. I wasn't alive when Superman came out, I guess, but it's like you really felt the tide turn uh, yeah. when that movie, when Batman 89 was released, like things are different. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like it, yeah. it feels a little, little more, I don't know, grounded, even though it's like, you know, otherworldly and stuff. But yeah. It's yeah, far it. more, far more grounded than returns, even like where you have penguins mm-hmm. with missiles on their back. Right. Like I had those toys as a kid, <laughs> yeah, little yeah. penguins <laughs> that you'd like put them on their side and you could shoot missiles. And I'm like, just thinking back on, I'm like, man, what a weird time. Now all kids play with these days are real guns. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, here in the states, it, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid kids today don't even get it. But Joker, mm-hmm. like, not to, you know, I know we got lots of other stuff to talk about before this, but Jack Nicholson's Joker, and I know you guys already did an episode on this. This is just my mm-hmm. way of getting yeah. into the conversation yeah, a little. Please do it. Please do. Um, he's so creepy in that movie, and like the, his his smile, and I love. I love mm-hmm. how it's like, you know, it, him wearing makeup is putting on a flesh tone face. Like I, I love right, that right. little, I love that scene, the little nuance that they have there. And like the specifically the scene, it might've been because I was wicked stone too while I was watching it this time. <laughs> but I was like, I forgot how tense that scene is where Joker takes over like the newsroom. It's so creepy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. There's a lot in there. Um, there's a lot of performances from all of them uh, on those different ones. That's one of the, the things I would mention on the show is like the caliber of actors they've gotten involved in every Batman yeah. movie, even the so-called bad ones. They're always stellar people, and there's so many different takes on it. It's really interesting, especially with Nicholson when we get into the actual show. I'm, I'm curious for the other Joker takes, like we've talked about the other Batman people. Um, there's been so many versions of that as well. But um, yeah. uh, Brent, hello. did... I do you want to sync word something? I don't know if anything from there. Yeah. You know, I think in honor of all this uh, Joker talk, Mm -hmm. you know, that we've we've done so far and will be doing in the future for the main episode. I think we have to go with the obvious sync word, Mm -hmm. which is, of course, come smoothie. So come smoothie to sync (laughs) on three. One, two, three. Come Come smoothie. smoothie. Oh, wow. I feel like Mitch really mm-hmm. leaned into that. Yeah, thing. I got a soaky because I'm drinking tea yeah. today. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, I haven't so drinking tea yeah. on a podcast in years, but it's once I was we were talking before we were recording. I constantly sound like my arm is being twisted. So I was like, let's try and smooth up these vocal <laughs> like, cords I a little something bit. Better. Come smooth out those <laughs> vocals. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I got to say, yeah, even, uh, even, 
our, our buddy Dave Roberts from uh, over in England didn't drink tea on the podcast, so I really like that you're uh, you're yeah, elevating he's a poser. Here, you know? Fake fake Brit. No. Fake <laughs> he's Brit. a fake Brit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never actually met him. I can't yeah. I can't guarantee he's in England. I don't actually know. You're you're right. Mm-hmm. These internet swindlers, man. That's how, how that's he, how they get you. They have catfish even in England. So oh, man. L P A S.